You boys are out of your mind. Ooh, yeah, dig it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Big Boys and Body Slams. Three goofballs that talk about wrestling. We're here to boost your ass and have a blast. So, enjoy. How's it going, ladies and germs? Welcome to another episode of Big Boys and Body Slams. And this one is going to be one for the record books for a few different reasons. First off... Uh, spoiler alert, we're taking a look at All Out, AEW's uh, last hurrah into the pay-per-view space before going to TV, and more importantly, Luke bailed on us this week. So we got the reckless one. So we have the reckless one himself in studio. Robbie, how's it going, man? It's going great. Thank you for having me, It's fellas. excellent to have you back, and, uh, and then we got Kyle over here. It's not as exciting. You're here all the time. Right, I'm here all the time, and Zach's hosting it. Zach You're, doesn't like to say his own name on the podcast very often. I usually do, I feel like. You did today. I, I didn't. I, at least I'm I don't Zach. think so. My name's Zach. Um... Kyle, I just feel like you should know now that you're the last person, you're the only person that hasn't missed an episode. Oh, that's true. Because I missed Evolution last year. You might as well call me Cal Ripken. That's right. The Iron Man of the podcast. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, so let's get off to a fun start. And I just want to talk about the wrestling weekend that we had specifically Saturday because you had Royal quest, uh, NXT takeover Cardiff, which had a fantastic main event that if you guys haven't seen, go and watch it. Cause it's, oh man, it's, it's a, it's a banger. And then obviously all out. So, I mean, ha- has there been like a more cramped day in wrestling like ever, especially for like the UK people? Oh, and I mean, uh, two major shows from major promotions, yeah. like in the same day, and then all out to just cap it off. What a, what a wrestling weekend it was. I didn't even get, get to enjoy the wrestling on Saturday because I was enjoying Blink One Eight Two and Little Wayne. So I, I enjoyed the wrestling. On so I, I I didn't get to watch any wrestling Saturday. So Sunday is when I got to watch this show. Have you guys both only seen All Out? I've only seen yeah, All I've Out. Only seen All Out. I saw All Out and I watched the main event to take over the Tyler Bate and Walter match because I saw Twitter going crazy for it, and so I watched it. And it's it's up there for Cody and uh, Dustin for match of the year for me. Like it's oh, one of the better matches I've seen in well, years. I'm still on my hangover from going to Super J Cup and Defy Wrestling the next. Yeah, day. how is that? We so... did we talked about it a little bit with Kyle, but. That's awesome that you guys got to go to that. And then you went to Defy the next day, you yes, said. Yes, I did. That's so, awesome. So Robbie can tell you the same thing I told you, that that amazing Red and Will Ospreay match was fucking incredible. It, it was the best match I've ever seen. See? See, I told That's, you that, too. I cannot wait for that match to come to TV. And I cannot wait to see that Unfortunately, I don't think it'll get as much attention as it would have if they would have put it up a day later or even Yeah, why before, wasn't but, it live? Do we have any, like... The um, only thing I saw online was that... The building wasn't set up to do a live, live broadcast. Sh- mm. so. And to be fair, I think when we were watching them trying to film it, they had one guy down below and one guy upstairs, right? I think they had two down below and one up. But yeah, still, yeah. it's going to be a uh, uh, a very limited shoot. It's, yeah, it's not going to be the prettiest of. Uh, That's fine though. That's fine. I just want to see good wrestling. Yeah, and it, uses uh, it was good. The, it was the firing, which is a lot smaller than a lot of other rings. Oh, it's, yeah, yeah, probably a foot and a half shorter than. Most, oh, that's a good point. Yeah, so it's it's gonna look a little funny compared to most New Japan. I just shows. want to see that match, you know. Speaking of good wrestling, I think we all got to see some pretty good wrestling uh, on Saturday night with well Sunday morning for you. Yeah, uh, with All Out, uh, we have before we get into that, we have a couple comments here to get to. Um, one is based around Kenny Omega, and I think one is uh, based on Chris Jericho. Based on Chris Jericho, uh, so kind of All Out slash Double or Nothing related. Uh, 
uh, comments that we will get to right now. The first one's going to be from a new fan of the podcast, David Ritter, who uh, we entertained on Twitter during um, All Out, and that was a good time. And he uh, left us a voicemail about what uh, Kenny Omega's direction is going to be going forward. So we'll listen to that, and then we shall talk about it. I'm going to play that now. Any second. It always takes a second. Taking a few. Hey guys, David Ritter from Lexington, Kentucky. Hope you guys are doing well. Um, thanks for keeping me updated last night, as I um, said during our Twitter DMs. So, where's Omega going to go from now? He has not um, had a win since he a major win since he's been in AEW, and I want to know what everybody thinks he's going to do. Storyline is um, right there in front of him, but he just can't get the win. Um, so I just wanted to appreciate it. We lost it at the end, David, but uh, I think the gist of your call is there. And thank you for uh, leaving us that message. I think that's a very interesting question because Kenny Omega, I mean, I could be wrong, but I'm pulling this, is, is, is has not won a singles match. And he, think, has, he has Shima. Oh, he beat oh, yeah. Shima. Yeah. That's and then right. he did win the six-man tag. So he's, with the, so he's two and two. Yeah, he's two and two, but, but he hasn't won the big match because I wouldn't consider... Shima up there with yeah, Omega. Because he lost to Jericho Pac. and then he lost to Pac. Yeah, I meant Jericho. Uh, I know Omega. what you meant. I think that they're kind of telling the story of Omega kind of being out of sorts since he left Japan and uh, kind of like can't really find his footing here in, all, in AEW yet. And they kind of hinted at that on commentary even a little bit during the match. Uh, if that's where they go, like I'm on board for a story like that. Like Almost Okada. Yeah. Like when Kenny took the belt from him. Exactly. Exactly. I, I am so on board for that. Like let he, cause he doesn't necessarily need to be in the title picture right away. Let him kind of have his own story. Let it build and let him eventually get there. But you know, he's asked, he has to refine himself now, you know, Japan's the only thing he's known for years. So it's kind of a natural story anyways. Right. And I kind of like it. And I, there is going to be a huge audience of Kenny Omega that have never seen him. For um, sure. I think there's a lot of people that will tune into the, the TNT show and not know who Kenny Omega is. So it might be a cool story to entice people to keep watching him. So we'll see how it for goes. Sure. And I also want to tell David Ritter, thanks for your Mets for taking on Robinson Cano. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's been a good, good pickup for them. <laughs> and by that, I mean, it's been a good uh, non pickup for us, I guess. Uh, so thank you, David, for writing in. I think keep it's, listening. A, it's a really interesting question. I'm, Personally, I'm very excited to see where Kenny's going from here. Up next is uh, good old Keegan. Uh, you can check out his podcast, which is, what is it called? Uh, Sports Entertainment Spectator. Uh, yeah, and he tells he talks about it in his, pod, his yeah. message. And uh, he's going to talk to us about uh, Chris Jericho, and we will talk about that after he talks about it. So, Keegan, take it away, buddy. In a second. It always takes a minute. I need to hit play and then start. Like, Yeah, here we go. Hey guys, this is Kiki Dimitrovic from uh, Sports Entertainment Spectator, and uh, I wanted to give you guys my thoughts on uh, AEW Double or Nothing. Uh, I thought Cody and uh, and Dustin was awesome. Uh, I, I thought they told an absolutely fantastic story that gave me uh, vibes of WrestleMania 13, so not a doubt in my mind that it would be five stars. Uh, my only gripe with this pay-per-view is uh, the Jericho and Kenny Omega main event. Granted, I thought the match was really good. I gave it four stars. Um, the only thing 
that I had an issue with is I think it went a little too long and that's the only gripe I have on Jericho matches in 2018 and 19 is that I feel like uh, Chris doesn't need to go 26 27 minutes anymore um, but that that's my only gripe I feel like if they would have shaved maybe seven eight minutes off of Jericho and uh, Kenny it would have been an even better match but that's just my opinion uh, thanks for having me thank you Keegan and um, yeah I mean as, as we saw in all out uh, I think Chris is definitely at a stage in his career where he doesn't need to be having those like super long like 20 30 minute matches anymore and maybe he's even more effective if you would start giving him these 15 minute matches uh, and I know it's going to be kind of tough now that he's the champion uh, but no I'm totally on board and I think that actually that's a great point that I hadn't really thought about until you just said it and it makes sense to me you know what do you guys think oh 100% I agree he's just the match has just been a little too long a little too much yeah. stalling going yeah. on and watching him breathe heavily for you know half an hour gets a little long <laughs> No, I de- I definitely still enjoy watching him wrestle, but I think there's a point where he starts to go to the wheelhouse of rest holds too much now. And not that that's always a bad thing. Yeah, and this isn't yeah. a slide against Chris no, Jericho. Right. He's almost 50 and, years old. So, and I love the last couple of matches he's had. Right, and I think, but I think this one definitely, that as we'll get to, was too long. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think it, he'd be more effective with a 15-20 minute match instead yeah. of a 25-30 minute match. For sure. And I think that's kind of like, you kind of looked into his crystal ball with that question there, because if anyone's going to complain about anything with All Out uh, and the main event, it's that maybe it went a little too long. Kind of like maybe that show went a little too long, which maybe we'll get into during the review. But I mean, kind of looking into the crystal ball there, Keegan, you kind of got a, a good eye for that. And uh, yeah, I mean, th- that's the one thing I can really knock both of those matches for is that the Omega match and the one on Saturday, maybe they both went a little too long. Also, keep calling us in yeah thank you for we we have not had since we've really been pushing these uh, voice messages we have not had a dry week yet so that's three weeks in a row with at least one usually we get two so let's let's keep that ball rolling i I like i like what i'm seeing with that so thank you for writing in or i always say writing in every freaking week i say writing in but they're not writing they're speaking uh so we appreciate it yeah leave us voice messages that link will be out there uh anything uh, if you have a bone to p- we need more bones to pick. People aren't picking enough bones. That's the problem I have. <laughs> That's the problem with wrestling today. I want people to be picking my bones. So pick a bone with us. I'm sure you'll have something you disagree with us on. On this show, um, yes, Kyle? Before we get started, I just have a gripe to make. Go for it. CM Punk mentioned this in his thing, his little uh, question Start and answers. Half, yeah. You can watch everything. You don't have to hate one promotion. Like You can root for both promotions because I think that's what you should do. I think right. everybody should want to watch as much good wrestling as possible. And instead, you don't have to pick a side. Like, you don't have to. This isn't the Red Sox and the Yankees. Right. Like, you, you can't. This isn't the Bears and the Packers. This is like, watch a wrestling show. Watch the other wrestling show. Don't just hate it because it's not the company you like. Yeah. I mean, this infighting between like the team WWE and team AEW, like on Twitter and on Facebook, is absolutely ridiculous. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I just, and, and granted, I was smaller. So, Robbie, you might have more insight on this than I do. But I mean, I remember the Monday Night Wars, like, there wasn't really that, like, I'm team WCW, I'm team WWF. Like, I watched both. Oh, nonsense. I was completely team WWF. Were you really? Oh, 100%. Okay. okay. I mean, it, went, it, it flipped like a switch, too. I remember really? I loving Goldberg then happening across. Okay. See, that's an interesting having perspective. Having some friends tell me, oh, you should check out WWF right now. And then, like that, it was over. And wow. WCW is done to me. So maybe this is not unheard of. But I think with social media now, but it's that just... that being said, I still watch both, right, you know, right. as much as I can. Well, with social media now, it's so much... It's so easy to just, like, type something stupid and then, like, send it without even thinking about it, you know? Well, well 
I mean, I definitely have my preference, right? Oh, yeah. Everyone's but, going to. But, like, I'm going to watch both, and I'm going to do my best to find enjoyment in both instead of hating on stuff that, like, doesn't right? make yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's, there's plenty to dislike the WWE for, but you're also kind of throwing shade about all the kind of cooler stuff they've been doing as of late. Like The Fiend. Yeah. Um, and then same with AEW. Like, AEW isn't perfect. It's close. I'll say that. But it's not <laughs> perfect. Like, if you really wanted to nitpick, you could. And I think that people need to start coming at it. And we've been knocked on this podcast for being too positive before. And what I'm not going to... What a silly knock. I'm not going to stop the positivity train because no. I'm a naturally positive guy. We're the power of positivity. That's right. We're just like the new day. That's right. And with that being said, it is a new day because this is it. And we're going to TV after this. Shall we get it all out? Yeah, let's yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, why not? Yeah. This is All Out, coming to us from August 31st, 20, 31st 2019, <laughs> at the Sears Center. I can't talk. There's somebody speak, talking outside, and it's really throwing me off. Uh, from the Sears Center in Chicago, Illinois. Anybody get an attendance figure on this? Sold out. Sold out, which is yeah. a good thing. That's what you want. I'm guessing 15. Yeah, more than 100 people and less than 100,000. Okay. <laughs> I like that ballpark. Somewhere in the middle. I also didn't get match times. I meant to look them up, but I didn't. So That's all right. We'll just kind of play it by funness. <laughs> uh, we will start with the pre-show here. We won't get super, super duper into it. I I caught it a little bit late. I caught it after the first suite had been eliminated by Nyla Rose. And that's pretty much the story of this Casino Battle Royale. If you don't know, it's, it works the same way that the men's one did at Double or Nothing, where basically everyone draws a suite and then there's a, a joker at the end who's like the last person that gets to come out on their own. Um, in this case, it was Mercedes Martinez. Um, Who was very impressive. Yeah, she looked great. I mean, she's great. I yeah, think she's amazing. That, I think WWE really missed the boat on because she was in both May Young Classics and they didn't sign her twice. They, and I don't know if that's on her part or because I think she was still under contract with Shimmer. At the, at the, I could be wrong. Uh, leave us a voice message if you know more about this situation than I do. But they kind of missed the boat on a couple people in the May Young Classic because yeah. Tesla, Tesla was in one too. Yeah, yeah. That's true. I mean, yeah, they signed who they wanted, and I guess yeah. they're happy with it. And there's been people who have competed in these tournaments that aren't just aren't interested in signing with the WWE, true. too. Uh, they kind of just want to come in for a cup of coffee and get their name out there. Also, and, definitely get your name out there. Um, I had some issues with this Battle Royale. Um, so I appreciate what they're trying to do with it. And I think it was as good, probably, as the Double or Nothing one. Like... That's not a high bar to... No. Um, <laughs> the problem is you're trying to do like a Royal Rumble style event in like a very small window of time, whereas the Royal Rumble will have an hour for 30 people. You're giving this like 20 minutes with 20 people. So there's a lot of... And it's a production thing too. There's a lot of eliminations you just we just don't see. There's a lot of like chaos, especially outside of the ring where like people are like going under the bottom rope and then they just start fighting outside the ring and there's just fighting going on. And I'm like, what? Get back in the ring and fight. Like... Teal Piper, I think, is like the standout example for me of this, where she comes in the match. She looks terrible, by the way, which is not a slide against her. <laughs> yeah. She's brand new at this, but she looked really bad. And then she's just gone. And like same with Tennille Dashwood, an unannounced debut for the company. Also, she's gone yeah. without any. She didn't even get it. She didn't even do anything. That they I also saw. kind of made a big deal about Jazz coming back, and she was gone. Like yeah. on Twitter at Jazz, like Jazz is coming, former WWE Women's Champion. Yeah, Jazz didn't eliminate anybody. You know what though? It it kind of makes me appreciate like the Royal Rumble that much more. Oh yeah, because WWE, for all you want to say about them, they have that like that battle royale format down you see every important elimination you see you know you get all everyone gets their time 
Uh, and here it was kind of just like a mishmash. The ending was really cool. No, I will the, say. the ending was great, and I liked how Bio held Britt Baker's. Yeah, so Bia Presley gets eliminated by Baker, and then they kind of have been infighting since Fight for the Fallen, I think. Yep. Yeah. And uh, so they did the 92 Royal Rumble spot when Bia holds uh, Britt's leg, which causes Nyla Rose to eliminate her, and she wins, so she is going to be the first announced woman. What did um, you rate the match? I, 2.5. I gave I, it. I, I gave couldn't it. do any better than that. Yeah. I, I gave it two point five as well. Um. I think the right person won. I think Nyla is the right person going forward. But listen, and I'm, I'm. We're gonna keep the politics and everything out of the Nyla Rose discussion. She is a big, giant monster of a woman who is very deceptively athletic for her size, and is a very interesting character. And she has d- done nothing. And I said this last week too on the Double or Nothing show. She has done nothing but impress me. She deserves this spot. And as we'll see later, they set up a really like natural story too. So no issue with her winning the match. Yeah, no issues with her winning it. I'd like to see some more from her. Um, yeah. Th- th- honestly, this match wasn't that good of a showcase for her talent. No. Honestly. And I feel like the the triple threat match from a couple shows ago was a lot more impressive to me. Oh, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Um, but both I of her multi like she has not had a singles match yet. Yeah. They've all been multi. She had the three way match, or that ended up being a four way at double or nothing, and then at fight for the fallen, or might have been fire fest. She had the three way with Riho and uh, Yuka Sakazaki. Who that was a great match, but I'm ready to see her in like a singles program, which I guess we'll get. Yeah. Uh, now, so yeah, I couldn't do any better than the two point five. It was just decent. I gave it two point five, and you the same. Uh, yeah, sure. It, um, <laughs> it wasn't offensive any. or anything. It just yeah kind of happened, you know. So one thing I do want to point out, like that I how I would have booked this different is instead of having the match that they had later on, I would have had Britt Baker and Bea Prisley. And then had that winner fight Nyla Rose. That's the hotter. So here's my, this is, and we'll just get it out of the way now because you mentioned it. My biggest issue with this show, and really my biggest issue with AEW, and I mentioned it last week on the Double or Nothing show, is they have these great Joshi women that are really showing their in-ring skills. But AEW has not given us any reasons why we should care about these women. They haven't told us who they are, where they're from, what they're... Be- they haven't given us n- been nothing on being the elite, nothing on the road too, and so we're supposed to be invested in this number one contenders match just because it's a number one contenders match. That might work on the indies, but that is not going to hook in a, a general audience, or myself for that matter, because we'll get to that match later. That was a good match. I, I was bored, because I didn't care about who won. Like Right, yeah. Yeah, you know, like, they haven't... That's my biggest. That might be my biggest complaint about AEW thus far, is specifically those Joshi women. How they're just throwing them out there in matches, and they're having good matches. Oh, uh, they're amazing athletes. They just haven't like there's there's no stakes, and this one had stakes. That's the most frustrating part. It just didn't have like any like I still don't know who these people are. You know, right? And, no, and maybe I they're totally just understand. saving Brit and Bia for yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, they a have plenty match of match on the road. That plenty of time a, to a build up, line, a, but still, yeah, uh, you're 100 percent correct. Yeah. It's. So that was a little mini rant. Hard I'll, to become invested enough in yeah, this title. I'll get to it some more a little bit later. The title looks great, by the way. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, it's beautiful. Both titles are beautiful. Both titles are amazing. They, they complement each other very well, I think. Um, Can't wait to see the tag belts. Yeah. Up next, speaking of tag belts, we have the Private Party versus Jack Evans and Angelico. Uh, this match lived up to the what you thought a Jack Evans and Angelico versus Private Party match was going to be. There's a lot of flippy shit. Uh, there's a lot of fun, goofy spots. Really nothing to complain about. This wasn't the tightest match I've ever seen, but for what it was, I thought it was really good. I will say Quen's uh, shooting star press might be the best in the business right now. Like He's got a good-looking shooting star press. Uh, I think the standout spot to this match was I think it was Quen who like did a coast-to-coast to get a hot tag. 
Uh, that was like my highlight of that match for me. Uh, not that this was bad. It was good. I gave it 3.5. It was just a fun match to get the crowd ready to see the main card. And it was a perfect way to end the pre-show, I thought. I gave it a three and three quarters. I thought it was really good. It was. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this right now. Yeah. And Helico and Jack Evans continue to impress me every They're week. They're super fun, man. And, and I'm gonna have a discussion question after this match because my one for the battle royal we kind of covered it in that. Um, but my my favorite spot was the finish here, the head scissors into a cutter by the private party. Yeah, they're calling that the gin and juice. Gin and juice. I love that. Perfect. Which is a perfect name for their finisher. It's a fun looking finisher too. Right. There was a lot of fun, unique tag team moves just in AEW in general. And full disclosure, I did not see this match. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's all right. You, you would have liked it. I did that see helps. the shooting star press on on Reddit. Yeah, though. he's got a Amazing. beautiful shooting star press. Um, after the match, they go for like a handshake and some good sportsmanship. Uh, Jack Evans and Helico just like cemented that they were heels and just attacked them. Got a really good party poopers chant. I hope we hear that. Every time we see Jack Evans <laughs> and Helico now for the rest of their careers, uh, it was just great. And with that. Oh, my question is. Sorry. So, my question for this match is Do you see Angelico and Jack Evans ever being in that upper echelon of tag teams, or are they just going to be there to basically do cool stuff and put other people over? Yes. That, that's kind of where I see them, too. Yeah. I mean, I mean they could. I, think, I feel like this is a tag division that's deep enough, though, that every team could have their turn. Um, but I think if you're ranking the tag teams right now, they're kind of they the have to be at the bottom. Oh, they yeah. haven't had a win yet. Like they're extreme. It's not for lack yeah. of talent. They're doing what they're asked to they're do. They're going to look amazing in every match. Yeah, you exactly. Put them in. Uh, so no issue with the way they're being booked. But yeah, they're kind of that stepping stone team. And right I would now. love to see them facing some of these other teams too, like the Young Bucks. And I would love to see them facing. Uh, oh, geez, Who? I just lost. Oh, the best friends. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Give me. Give, do they face the best friends at? Uh, oh, I'll take it again. Double or nothing. It was a good match. Uh, we shall move on to the main card. Yes, sir. Uh, they do introduce JR, and I think they had a few minutes to kill because, like, they just had the announcers talking for a while, and, like, they had, like, random shots of the crowd. I saw a post-wrestling shirt, which was kind of cool. I do want to say that uh, replacing Marvez with Golden Boy... Excellent decision. ...was one of the best decisions you can do. Yeah, that's worth noting, actually. It's going to be Golden Boy, Excalibur, and JR on the call. Golden Boy is a natural. Yes. For this, this being the second, like, major wrestling event he's ever called, he's already so much better than Marvez. Mm-hmm. He's coming... Th- what is this? <laughs> Something happened. <laughs> uh, I think he's coming from the esports world, right? And yeah. so he's made that transition into pro wrestling like so seamlessly. Uh, I love him. I, I I tweeted out during the show that he sounds like Michael Cole if he were human. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to say Jim Ross sounded better. Yeah, he did. He did sound like he'd uh, they weren't enjoyed a little bit him. of whiskey before the show, though. He said some pretty silly things. He was, <laughs> he was on one. But they also didn't really ask him to be like as... What am I trying to say? He wasn't like the guy this time. It was definitely more focused on Excalibur and Golden Boy. He was kind of like that third man, which is the perfect spot for him to be yeah, in right That's now, how it should be. Yeah. And he was great. He wasn't like Vintage JR or anything, but he was way better than Double or Nothing. Well, Vintage JR is gone. Yeah. Like, we're oh, not, yeah, not going to have back. Attitude yeah. Era JR. No. And that's fine. Yeah. I think it's kind of fun like for Kyle and I going back, because we watched Double or Nothing just last week. And so going directly from Double or Nothing to watching this show, like... It's kind of fun drawing the parallels between the two, you know? Right. And um, I think I think the first time I watched Double or Nothing was actually with Robbie. And, I mean, we weren't listening to the commentary very much that show. We were freaking out because it was awesome. Yeah. yeah. So when I went back and I kind of noticed, like, oh, he's doing okay, but he's not, like, 
He's not JR. No, yeah. he's but, just not firing on all cylinders anymore. Right, but this show, he actually started the show a little bit of like oomph. Like, yeah. he, like there were yeah. a couple times where he was getting excited. Yeah, and there fired were a couple up about times things. That, what, we got the uh, the JR calls. Oh, man. I think my favorite one of the whole night was during the uh, the uh, Cracker Barrel match. Oh, yeah. Uh, when, um, he was just, he could Jimmy not wrap Havoc his head around that match. had the thumbtacks in the mouth and JR made a crack about what's going to happen when it comes out the other end. <laughs> yeah. And I... <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> JR was just like, he's perfect for those matches because he was just like this curmudgeon old man that, that whole match. Yeah. And I was I loved it. That was perfect. I do him. think they, they need to make sure they don't rely on him to lead. They need Excalibur leading the commentary. Wasn't well, Shivani going to be there for the uh, weekly show? So there's a little like, dis- there's like some disputing reports about that. Yeah, because I don't want that. You don't want Shivani? No, no, we're good. Golden Boy did great. I mean, yeah. yeah, Golden Boy. I, I mean, think. I was never a huge Shivani. I don't think going back into the well from twenty years ago is how to really make this product. Unless it's Mike Tanay. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just like Mike Tanay. I, I like Mike Tanay too, but I mean, I'd rather have I think Shivani or Jim Ross. Yeah. Than Mike I think no. I I don't know what exactly what Shivani's going to do, but I I had no issue with this commentary team at all. I think there's a role for Shivani. Oh, for sure. And I think I think if you were to do you know shows every so often it might be okay maybe switch him and jim ross out yeah so you, jr doesn't need to be doing like every single week's tv I was necessarily gonna, I, I think one thing that we have a pro- i have a problem with in wwe is you're you're hearing the same commentators for months and years on yeah. end and maybe it would be nice to have like a rotating what or booth. Even, even like what if you had one booth for tv and then one booth for pay-per-views you could there's do there's a lot of different ways you could mix it up the only problem with that is i would I feel like JR, when I've heard him do some of the New Japan stuff, like wasn't in tune with all the storylines and stuff yeah, that's going on. True. That's, no, that that's was an uninspired performance. For that, right. That's the drawback, though. So I, I don't want that. No. Um, I think we spent, probably spent enough time on the commentary team. Speaking of stuff I don't want, this yeah. next match has five feet of it. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so we're going to open the pay-per-view with the, the winning uh, AEW formula, which is fucking throw scu out there like just open the show with them and it'll 100. be fine they're great and uh yeah this is gonna be scu versus uh, a boy his boy and his dinosaur uh <laughs> this is gonna be marco stunt jungle boy and luchasaurus also known as jurassic express can i just say the first time i ever saw luchasaurus was at ring of honor and I told Kyle, I texted him saying, this is the stupidest gimmick I've ever seen. I believe you actually said the hurricane is teaming with a dinosaur. Yeah, that might have been exactly what I was saying. Uh, and uh, I've 180 degreed my opinion on Luchasaurus. I love the dude. He he has a stupid gimmick. Oh. But he is supremely but, talented. Yeah, I mean, so he does the hurricane. He is so good. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, so I'm on a good enough wrestler, now, you can right? get anything I'm over. I'm on board. Um, Marco Stunt... Uh, what did you guys think of Marco's stuff? The fact that Christopher Daniels had to sell to this guy just broke my heart. I just want you guys to know I'm 5'8 and a half, 5'9 on a good day if I'm wearing like thicker shoes. Mar- I'm almost a foot taller than Marco Stunt. I could kick Marco Stunt's ass probably. And I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't beat many people on this earth up. I just I, I I am willing to suspend disbelief to a point. I'm willing to believe that Tessa Blanchard and Sammy Callahan can have a street fight. I cannot believe that Marco no. Stunt could beat anybody up in the AEW. Not roster. even Riho. No, no, dude. So I think Marco Stunt could have a place, right? Yeah. Like a manager role. 
Yeah, like he, give can, him he a should spot. be the he should be the Spike Dudley yes. of this no, of the Jurassic don't Express. Don't disgrace Spike that way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying he should be the guy that's like getting flown off of ladders yeah. through tables everywhere. Well, he, he should be a prop. He's exactly. the perfect guy to get heel heat on, right? He's the per- like if you're watching a show and you watch MJF walk up to him in the back and just smack the shit out of him. Like heel heel yeah. right oh, there. Oh yeah. That needs to be his role. I don't necessarily want to see him in matches going forward. I wouldn't mind seeing him every so often where he basically gets squashed. You know? Yeah. I get it here though. You needed a you needed a six man tag team match. Yeah. And I, I you get, have a natural sixth man. I get it, but I just I don't like seeing the guy like Daniels Kaz and Scorpio Sky selling for this guy. Yeah. It, it was No, an, I totally get that. I totally get that. And he was like he was kind of running rickshaw on him too. Like it was pretty wild. Yeah, he was being like a quick little man. Um, I I will go over a few of my favorite spots. I mean, Luchasaurus had like maybe the coolest hot tag sequence in years when he came in and he was just he was kicking everybody's ass. He's got dude. some MMA style. He was kicks. he was hook kicking people. Yeah. He got he's got like Will Ospreay level like strikes and kicks. Man, he can kick and he was kicking everyone's ass. Uh, eventually, SCU does kind of get the rebound. They hit a celebrity rehab onto Luchasaurus. He eventually gets the tag and then. Uh, Kazarian picks up both uh, Marco Stunt and Jungle Boy, and they hit the best Meltzer ever on both of them. Uh, Marco Stunt does take the pinfall, thank goodness, yes. and SCU wins the match uh, after that. Uh, yeah, this was a super fun opening match, guys. What'd you give it? 3.5 stars. Really liked it a lot. Um, I think this is like the formula, right? Oh, yeah, you have Put to. SCU out there and just yeah. let, them, let them hype up the crowd with their little speech and then let them fight and it's gonna be good so as much as i was down on stunt at the beginning i gave the match three and three quarters because i thought it was awesome like i was having a lot of fun with scu and then the boy and his dinosaur um there was a standing uh moonsault by luchasaurus at one point and i was just taken aback because the guy is six five and he is huge and he's able to hit a standing he moves like a cruiserweight yeah oh his dive over the top is amazing oh Oh, yeah yeah. he did that plancha too uh or the topicon I don't know. Yeah. One of those. The flippy shit. Yeah, he did some flip shit out of the ring. I also uh, loved the entrance that the Jurassic Express had where, like, the camera was shaking. Yeah. And then they cut to, like, the Jurassic Park glass of water. That was really fun. I liked it. What'd, what'd you give it? Sorry, guys. 3.25. Oh, that's oh, not bad. That's fine. Yeah. It, I mean, there was enough amazing stuff to make up for a lot of Marco just existing in the match. So you really don't like I Marco really do stuff. not like wow. this guy. And he probably is a perfectly fine gentleman. Who is willing to put his body in the line for Seems my entertainment? Seems like a fine guy, right? Like, right. No, I'm sure nothing he's nice. personal. When it comes to me making a decision on what I like and do not like, he is not. You can only category. suspend your disbelief to a certain point, yeah. And that's what wrestling's all about, right? Like exactly. I mean, I love watching Lucha Underground and how many you know intergender matches that they have, and I right. was able to, for the most part, suspend my disbelief. But this was—he's the size of Alexa Bliss. Just think about that. Except he's, smaller. He's t- so small. Lex Bliss might be more defined than he oh, is. Oh, for sure. Uh, um, I have a discussion question, though. Yeah, hit me up. So, Luchasaurus, right? Amazing talent. Yeah. How far can he go with this gimmick? Will this gimmick hold him back from being a main event level player? Because he's got main event level stuff, right? And he's a good looking guy without the mask on, too. It's not like he's... Oh, I've never seen him without the mask. Yeah, he's I knew not... he was on Big Brother, He's on Big though. Brother. Yeah, he's... So, I mean, really, if... With the mask gimmick, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like maybe the top, but I kind of doubt it. I feel like he's Kane right now, pretty much. Like he's in that Kane role right now where he's like, he's a bigger guy. He's wearing a mask, obviously. So that's a parallel there. 
Uh, but Kane could even himself only get so far with the mask and his like big stocky yeah. man gimmick until he took the mask off. So he doesn't necessarily, I mean, I don't want to make this like he's got to take the mask off thing, no. but like, I think he's a Kane and right. I think that's fine for him for now. I and, do- like, let's oh. see where we're at six months to a year from now, week to yeah. week television, if it's, because right now he comes out and it's super over. Yeah. But that's because people don't see him very often. And, and when they do, it's a big deal. Yeah. When we're seeing him week in, week out and on pay-per-view, it's going to be as effective. I am so intrigued about what's going to happen. Like, how does an AEW TV show look? Yeah. I right. am so intrigued to see that. Um, with Luchasaurus, away now. With Luchasaurus, though, the, uh, the one thing I think he has going for him is there's not a lot of big guys I can in move like AEW. Like, just in general. Yeah, like, legitimate big guys. There, there's really that's not true. a lot of, you know... Like, if you go through WCW, ECW, and WWE, and even TNA, they all had big guys, right? Yeah. Like, you had your Big Shows, your Canes, your Undertakers, your Kevin Nashes, your Goldbergs. Your Bam Bam Bigelow. Your Bam Bam Bigelows. Like, you have all these huge guys. Who's the biggest guy in AEW? Is it Luchasaurus right now? That that I mean, I can't think of anybody bigger. It might be Luchasaurus. It might be. It might be. Until Wardlow comes along. Yeah, I mean, you got him coming. I mean, they're, some of the women are bigger than him. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, the biggest people on the roster. Yeah, I mean, Nyla Rose is probably the biggest person and a, and on the awesome roster. Kong. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Oof. The guy from the Dark Order is pretty big, though. The, uh, well, what about that oh, he is sunny, sunny that guy from the Battle Royal that was, like, painted like an egg? <laughs> I remember. He, I don't, he's not a roster member, though. Okay. He Who? was just, like, a one-off Who appearance. Who was it? Uh, or, the big yellow man. Yeah, he, he I don't weighed remember probably his name. 450, 500 He pounds. was a big oh, boy. Oh, was it Ace? Sure, man. Yeah. Yeah. I don't that know one. his name. He was the one that was trying to grab uh, Michael Nakazawa before he oiled up. Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, hey, can I interject something real quick? Sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, we were talking about Kylie Ray last week. Oh, yeah. no. She has been granted her release from AEW, uh, so, and she's apparently retiring from wrestling, and she's not the only uh, very promising, talented uh, woman to retire from wrestling abruptly, as Casey Cantonazaro has also uh, quit WWE and is leaving wrestling. I just think we should mention that. Uh, I thought those were two women who were going to be huge factors in women's wrestling for 10 to 20 years, and to have them both gone overnight stings. It's man. heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. It's, uh, a, it's a crazy business. And I was a little critical of, of Kylie Ray, but you hate to see somebody. I don't know what's going on with her personally. I hope she's okay. It seems like she's going through some stuff. You hate to see it happen. You never, and th- this is one thing that you know I said about the, the fans earlier that I've seen. You never want to see someone get hurt. No. I don't care how much you dislike them as an entertainer. Like, you never want someone to get hurt. Yeah. Especially this bad where it's going to ruin, like, yeah. they have to find a new career now. Yeah, and it sounds like Casey's thing was she had, like, a minor back injury that she just, I don't I don't want to say didn't want to rehab from, but she kind of just didn't want to rehab Andrew from Luck. It. She Andrew Luck, yeah. She just decided to take well, her ball and go home. I mean, and let's face it, she didn't just walk into wrestling. She was getting beat up. Yeah. Doing the Ninja Warrior thing yeah. for what, a good five or six yeah, years before true. this. So, I mean, she um, had a lot of wear and tear So, yeah, body. just crazy. Just thought I'd bring that up. And, and I, I think hope both ladies have success in the future. And and I think you have to respect someone for walking away. Oh, for sure. Like like with Andrew Luck and with, with these two women. and I mean, even CM Punk. Who are, who are we to tell them when their body's too worn out? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, if you feel like wrestling's something that you can't you can't just do like without being 100% invested right. you, in. You can't yeah. do it one foot in, one foot out. So if that's how they were feeling anyways, like it's best that they pick up the pieces while they're still young and they move on to something else and they'll I, they'll both land on their feet. I just exactly. thought it was great. worth bringing up uh, here as we transition in between matches. With that being said, shall we transition to the next match? Yes, yeah. let's do it. This next match is great. Up next, Ooh, we're going to yes. get Pac 
the Bastard versus Kenny Omega. Of course, so Neville. Pack or Pac? Because it, it seems they like said they said it both Pac ways. a lot. I, I'm going to go now. with the ring announcer who said Pac. Mm-hmm. I always call him Pac. Just because, yeah. yeah, because there used to there used to be this guy. Some of you listeners might not know, and he had an X in front of the Pac. That's kind of yeah. I think it's Pac though. I think it's Pac. They called him Pac. Jr. called him Pac, but it's Jr. So you know, yeah. Um, the former Neville though is. <laughs> Pop. So, of course, yeah. this was supposed to be uh, John Moxley versus Kenny Omega, and he had to pull out of the match because of his MRSA infection came back in his elbow. And I'll tell you what, MRSA is not a fun thing to have. No. no. I know that from experience. So. And um, yep. so he had to pull out of the match, unfortunately. Did you guys see the promo that Kenny Omega cut on him on Being the Elite? Oh, it, it, oh dude, he, he cut was... a scathing promo he on He went him, nuts. And it just makes me that much more excited when we do get that payoff, but... As it is in wrestling, you usually want to replace the guy that's leaving with an equally big or bigger name. Um, I kind of think they did that here. Like, oh, this is yeah, for sure. This match, I mean, it was already looking to be a huge match when it was originally yeah, signed yeah. what six months ago. It seems um, like. This is a fantastic match, yeah. guys. Like, it had that big match feel. Like, had it not been for one particular match later in the card, this was easily going to be my match of the night. Um, I what did you guys think of its placement on the card? Interesting, interesting. I thought this was going to be the uh, the you know, third or you know the third of the main event, or yeah, because you know. they've been building their cards up to this point very like formulaic, yeah. where it's like we go from like the undercard tag matches and we work our way up to the big singles. Um, As you say that, I kind of think they did this to put a singles, a big singles match earlier in the card. Yeah, because they haven't been they haven't been doing that. Yeah, that's true. They've been doing very like New Japan esque cards where it's like here's some tag matches and multi man matches, and then eventually you'll get the big singles. And I think this I kind of was... like that about New Japan though. Do though. you see like I couldn't care less about a lot of the like undercard New yeah, Japan and stuff. Yeah, I skip them all. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Like when I was watching the G one, it was like let's just skip to about halfway through the oh, yeah. show. I and, only watch the, uh, the G one um, or the uh, yeah the G one tournament matches during that. I, I think it's an interesting placement. I don't necessarily have an issue with it. However, the way that the rest of the card kind of ended up playing out. I maybe would have swapped this for the Riho. Uh, oh, definitely. I yeah. see the that. Riho uh, Hikari Shida match. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah. Obviously. After the uh, the Cracker Barrel Crunch match, it, the crowd seemed to die. Yeah. I mean, how do you keep people and at that, that fever pitch after match. that? They, de- they definitely went it. down a little bit until Cody. Yeah. yeah. Of yeah. course. Um, let's talk about this match though. Uh, fantastic. I thought the story they were telling in the beginning of this match. There's kind of like. A couple things, like nice subtle things going on here where you had Pac and Omega kind of like one-upping each other, kind of as they even had been doing in the promos leading up to it and the little material they had to work with. Uh, and also you had Kenny Omega kind of like being like a step-off, you know? And he'd miss a couple things. And he'd obviously he'd get better as the match went on. Uh, but I really liked that. Like in the beginning of this match, they were going move for move. And um, it started out slow, which is fine when you're telling that kind of a story. But it picked up towards the end. And man, oh, oh man, these God. guys beat the hell out of each other. I guess they don't like their their like shins and ankles because they're both throwing themselves. They got to move on. those barricades back, yeah. man. No, because... or just maybe go towards the ramp, right? <laughs> because both guys had uh, planches over the top where they both just cracked. Ugh. There, I think oh, actually that... Pox was a moonsault off the top. Yeah, but they both reminded me of Sabu and ECW. Yeah. <laughs> Um, which actually ended up kind of telling the story of the match a little bit. Um, just a lot of huge spots in this match. A lot of excellent wrestling. Uh, oh, they were throwing potatoes towards the Pack end. Pack hit one of these, one of the most beautiful top rope missile drop kicks I've ever seen in my life. Like, and then Omega, not to be outdone, followed up with one of his own. Uh, the end of this match comes when 
Omega, who's trying to get the one-winged angel the whole time. We still haven't seen the one-winged angel, yeah. by the way, in Good AEW. Good point. Uh, and I'm dying to see it, because that's like my favorite oh, move. It's... And they know it, and they're doing it on purpose. And he goes to hit the one-winged angel. Pac fights out and hits the uh, the Brutalizer, which is the Rings of Saturn, a standing variant. And Kenny Omega passes out. Oh, and, uh, I love that Pac, finish. Pac wins the match. What a finish. Wow. The crowd was stunned by the finish The crowd of this was match. booing. Like, yeah, because they, they don't want to see Omega lose. Pack no. got heat from it, man. It was great. So is Pack? Is he on the roster full time? It seems like he is. So th- there is conflicting reports going into the show that I heard that he was just a one off here, right? And then, so I, I was like, yes. The thing that makes me think he's not is that they put his record. Did you notice how they were doing that when guys yeah, were coming out? They were putting that. their records, and which is funny because it was so inconsistent. Like they did it for Pack, but they didn't do it for Jimmy Havoc. <laughs> Who's wrestled at a, at any yeah. rate? They put his record there, which tells me he's going to be sticking around. Well, that and then after he's not the going. He's not going to beat Omega if he's not no. sticking yeah. around. And after and the then show, after the he show, him and Page, which was supposed Page. to be the match at Double or Nothing. Mm-hmm. What did you give it? I give it four point five stars. I thought it was fantastic. I had no gripes about it pretty much at all. Had it gone five or ten more minutes, we're looking at a five star match. I give it four and a half too. Um, I love the V triggers. I, like, do as, as I, I never get tired oh, of that. Never. As I'm watching this, like every time he's like doing his gun thing, which which my wife does the finger guns when she's dancing. And so at the con- the Blink-182 concert when she was doing the finger guns, I was doing the, Kenny, doing the, Kenny, I was doing the Kenny Omega guns. He's but, the best, beautiful. man. I but, love uh, him so much. But I, I was sitting here watching with my fr- our friend Spencer and I was like, V-Trigger. Every time he would load up and get ready and I would get so excited. It's such an exciting move. And at one point, Pat caught him too when he was doing the V-Trigger, also, which was great. Also, at one point... I, Pack pulled the ref in the way. Yeah, and so Kenny didn't hit it, which yeah. I thought that was a very good, yeah. very cool. They kind of had Pack like outsmarting Omega for a lot of the match, where uh, Pack would have him scouted, and like if he'd want to dive out of the ring, he would move, or he'd get back in the ring, and he kind of cut him off at the pass. Again, just kind of telling that story of Omega like yeah, trying being, to find himself in AEW. Step too slow. I am so into this, you and guys. I, I like Pack kind of being a dick. Like oh, for sure. He, just, he is like, such a good cock. He like, just seems he makes, like a very unlikable guy, and does. I think that is perfect. Robbie, what do you think? I think it's kind of real, oh, too, by the way. Same thing, 4.5. Awesome. Excellent, excellent match. I saw some people kind of down on it a little bit on Twitter. Shut the F up. Let him tell a story. Um, I'll be honest. At first, like when I was watching, I wasn't bored or anything, but I was like, when's this going to pick up? Like I was getting a little antsy. See, and then, I was into it, though. But yeah. then and then it then it went boom, and I was yeah. like, um. It like turned a corner. Once that once uh, Omega did that first plunge outside, Oof. once that happened, the rest of the match was just like, off to the races, here we go. Uh, yeah, it was beautiful. I don't um, know how Kenny's able to walk after know, some man. of those dives I've seen him do. I thought Neville Japan. broke his leg on the moonsault. Oh, yeah. He hit the barricade. Well, and then that match against Shima, remember that? Yeah. I, I was at your house yeah. for that one, and he yeah. was... They were just killing each other. That was a really good match. Um, yeah. So, fantasy book right now for both these guys. Who do you want to see them fight, face next? Pa- Pac is probably facing Adam Page, it sounds like. I'd like to see... So, selfishly, I want to say I want I want Omega and Jericho, but we just got that. So, let's hold off on that. I want... I kind of want... I don't want... I want Omega to have this story going with himself. I don't really care who he faces after this. Okay. I just want him to keep losing kind yeah. of for a while. That's and I, I want too. this to go for a few months, right? I want him to be facing different guys every week on TV, and he's losing to like less and less prolific people to the point where it's like he hits rock bottom, right? And he's got to really come back strong. I just I would keep telling that story, not necessarily put him in a feud right now, if that makes sense. That 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 does make sense. Um, I kind of want to see Pack, like. I of course want to see him the face Jericho, right? But Jericho's obviously a heel, so I mean the heel versus heel thing probably isn't going to work. And it looks like he's going towards Page. Yeah. Another person I would love to see Pack face 
would be Moxley. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. that would be super fun, and I think they'd beat the hell out of each other. Obviously, Moxley and Omega, too. We still have to get to that. Right, and I think, obviously, that's going to be coming. And then one more guy that I want to see both these guys face, MJF. Because MJF I, just needs to start getting some matches. Yeah, he needs to start getting just some because I think, matches. I think MJF's such a dick. That pack and MJF would be so funny because they're both such oh, dicks. Oh, for sure. And then MJF would be the perfect guy to beat Omega to do what you're saying. Yeah, and for sure. I, I'd like to see um, Omega go against maybe Darby Allen, someone like Ooh, that. Who went, that would be so well, good. And st- Darby Allen, give Darby went, a big win. Who went to the 20 minute you know draw with Cody? Uh-huh. Then maybe he beats Omega, so it's like you know it makes you wonder. Man, well, they could have such a great match together as well. Can Omega be even beat Cody at this point? That, that was such a good pick. Yeah, the that's Darby a great Allen thing. pick. That yeah. was not one on my radar, but that was great. Uh, yeah, so that was excellent. Um, good, good win by Pac and surprising and everything I wanted to see. Up next, uh, we're gonna get the Cracker Barrel Crash. It's going to be a uh, essentially a street fight. It's a blunder match. Apparently a hardcore match. Basically yeah. a hardcore match between Darby Allen, Jimmy Havoc, and Joey Janela, who was one of the most over people on the entire show. Uh, and, but it's not hard to see why the dude just like. He just bleeds charisma, literally. He's uh, hilarious. He's great. Um, this match was fucking insane. Yeah. And I will say, uh, pardon my French, I will say I've been kind of critical of like the hardcore match throughout the history of this podcast. I loved this. Oh. I absolutely loved I loved every second of this match. Car crash after there car crash. There was so much. Not even that. Like, yeah, like that's obviously appealing to a degree the, the the amount of like creative and unique spots we saw in this match were just like every second somebody's doing something i hadn't seen before and it like even if they were doing things we had seen they were doing them in a way that was like i don't know just a little bit extra like like i love jimmy havoc stapling himself oh, geez. and then uh obviously the moment that really stands out for people is uh Jimmy Havoc getting his getting taped to the chair, yeah. getting thumbtacks poured in his mouth, and then getting his mouth taped, and then Darby Allen diving just through him. Yeah, just uh, an incredible dive. So much cool stuff in this match. And don't forget the skateboard spot the where skateboard, Darby Allen. Yeah, Darby Allen ollied. Had, he, he produced the in. skateboard. He dropped in. He dra- it was more of a drop in, I yeah. guess. Yeah, uh, but they were thumbtacks glued to the bottom of the skateboard. They stuck in Joey Janela's upper back. The rest of the match, by the way. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, uh, that was not brutal. going anywhere. <laughs> the spot where Joey Janela got monkey flipped in a chair and he stayed in the chair and he was like. He was so proud of himself. Uh, that Joey was great. Joey Janela's backflip belly flop to the floor. Yeah, that was amazing. Or Good the God. Darby Allen doing coffin the coffin drop with the barrel. barrel. I mean, everything in this match was just, it was insanity from yeah. beginning to end. Uh, there was even like wrestling in there too for periods of time. Like it wasn't just like, I think the thing for me with hardcore matches is like so many times it like, it resorts to like stop signs and cookie sheets. <laughs> and it's like, it gets to the point where it's like, I just don't care. But like it, this, like they kept one-upping themselves throughout the match. And Eventually, you know what's funny? And, we saw everything but stop signs and cookie right? sheets. Yeah, you well, saw Cracker Barrels. And, and they stayed around the ring, which I think is really helpful. I got to say, I'm going to let you gentlemen talk for a second because I need to assist Robbie with his mic, but uh, uh, I gave the match four stars. I will say that. And the end comes when uh, Jimmy Havoc hits, was it Darby Allen? No, it was Janela with the Acid Rainmaker on a Cracker Barrel barrel and wins the match. And kind of going back to what you said about potentially um, Havoc not being signed on why, why give them the win in at their pay-per-view against two of their guys who are signed on then right um i think havoc signed on though okay um 
I do want to point out there was a miscue at the beginning of the match where they put Havoc's name up for Darby Allen at yeah. first, and I was like, Yeah, no. I noticed that. I was like, No, Darby Allen needs the spotlight. Like, yeah, because I think Darby Allen has a bright, bright future. Um, well, very bright, and it'll burn out in about six. Very months. bright, but very short. Probably, yeah. he um, wants to be paralyzed. I think. Yeah, I know. It really worried. As I get older, I get more worried for these guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, I gave it a four four stars. I think I think it was so much fun to watch, and it was a better than any of the hardcore matches we're seeing anywhere else. So I gave it four. I think G- I think Jimmy Havoc was probably the right guy to win, but I was kind of rooting for Joey Janela. I was rooting for Darby Allen, but I have no qualms. It, any one of these guys could have won this match, and I would have been just fine with it. I do think Havoc needed a win, kind of more, um, but yeah, yeah, three point seven five, but still really fun match. Um, probably got. The second, the second most legitimate, you know, oohs and ahs out of me. Um, oh yeah, I I was oohing and on the whole time. That ladder match kind of. Oh yeah. Exploded my mind for what people could actually yeah. do. So my discussion question for this one is: Do you think it would be smart of AEW to have a hardcore like division, maybe based around a title or just around guys just beating the shit out of each other for fun? No, not necessarily. Um. I'd rather see them have like a mid card division and like that, like a TV title. Yeah, uh, and maybe that kind of like that becomes like the de facto like street fight title. But I don't think they necessarily need a hardcore division, mostly no. because the three people who were going to be players in it, like you just saw in this match together, like well, there's not a ton of guys, besides Moxley. There's not a ton of guys outside of that who like specialize right. in that. Thing. And, and Darby Allen, as we can as we've seen, can go in a regular match. Yeah, yep. yeah. Um, same thing with Jimmy Havoc. I don't think Janela can do a regular match. I, I like him well enough for what he can do out there, but I don't know how well he could work a a 10 or 12 minute, you know, match with someone like Cody. Depends on how you book it, I think. Yeah, I mean... It, if there's a lot of shenanigans booked in it, I think it can be successful, but uh, that remains to be seen. As, as, as over as Joey Janela is, and he's like super over Oh, right he's now. super over, yeah. We've got to see like... Uh, where do they? How do they book him going forward? Like, is he going to strictly be that Street Fight hardcore match guy? Are they going to try and put him in more standard rules matches? Um, that's going to be like the interesting thing with Janela because he is like almost unfuck upable at this point. Dude, like that, he is so over that moonsault to the floor, and then what? Less than two minutes later, he's doing one of the highest elbow drops I've ever seen in my life. It was life. a beautiful elbow drop, by the and way. And you, you can see as he rolled over. Uh, who did he do that? I think it was Jimmy Havoc. Yeah. Um. He he could see how pained he was just to roll roll him up for the pin. Yeah. You could tell that yeah. one is taking it out of him. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I think it remains to it be seen. It was an absolute blast. To go back match. to Kyle's question, I don't think they necessarily need that. No. Uh. But I think it's important to keep to keep those types of matches sprinkled throughout their pay per views. I don't think you really see that kind of extreme stuff on TV. I could be wrong. I I don't think they're gonna let that stuff go on TV. No, I didn't think so. Tony Khan kind of made it sound like uh. He didn't want that to be on TV, which is probably smart. Yeah. Yeah. Also, did you guys notice Jr. was kind of cussing up a storm on this show? Was he? He said, holy shit in this match at one yes, point. Yes, he did. He said, god damn it later, too. He was a bit curmudgeon which like, I, I was fine. I'm with. trying to tell you guys, he definitely was drunk. Oh, I, yeah. I, I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah, he was great. Um, so, yeah, that's that. Uh, up next, things kind of start to get a little sleepy here. Yeah. Uh, we're going to get the, the Dark Order versus that. the Best Friends. And, of course, the winner of this match gets to go on to get a first-round bye so in this the is tournament. First, so this is a first-round match, then? It basically is a first-round match. I'm sorry, but what the heck are they doing booking this tagging tournament the way they are? Like, it is so convoluted and confusing. Just make this a first-round match. Kind of like their battle royals. Yeah. 
Uh, so yeah, the winner of this match does get to go on. Obviously, the Dark Order have been kind of targeting the best friends now since they arrived in AEW. Um, this is played out like the standard heel heat tag team classic tag team match. The unfortunate part of this is the Dark Order are not over as big monster heels. They're not over at all. No, uh, I love them. Don't get me wrong. Uh, no, they're very they're very talented, but they need something. Here's I, the thing: as a big fellow myself, seeing what's his face, Evil Uno, yeah, Uno, yeah, Evil Uno's great, man. Yeah, uh, there were some fun moments in this match. The crowd, like you said, was still coming down from the Cracker Barrel Clash. And it kind of just fell flat. And a, a big part of that was because the Dark Order just, they, they're good in the ring. They're good wrestlers. And they've had a bit of story development. It's just, they're just not into them. And I well, think when you look at like, and I don't want to necessarily directly compare the two, but look at The Fiend. And look at the way he's presented in WWE. And look at the way, like, he is seen as this serious serious threat and he's very dark and very mysterious and the dark order is kind of trying to be like that but they're not getting the production value behind it you know see i i love where they're at um it reminds me of something you'd see in a mad max movie right and oh, yeah that's a good point good actually that is a really good and call. i i love the the human throne i love the, i love the creepers the, the, yeah you know the the mask with the, yeah. the you just it, it really does it for me, but unfortunately, this one match didn't. I, I can't wait to see where they, how they go in the tournament, who they go, who they go against. And I liked their match at uh, Fight for the Fallen. I don't remember who they faced off the top of my head, but I remember it being a good match. This this wasn't bad. This was a very formulaic heel heat tag team match. Yeah. It would have been perfect for TV. I think they worked Beretta for too long at the beginning. Yeah, because he had the heat forever oh in the beginning gosh. of this match. Um, By the way, they beat Angelico, Jack Evans, and then a boy and his dinosaur. In okay, a that's right. Threat. I felt like that was a that's right. Yeah, um, I do want to say, I think you made the comparison to the Fiend. Yeah, I think what's lacking here that the Fiend has is the Fiend has the exposure of being Bray Wyatt. Yeah, for for many years at with a large audience and right? not a ton of people know who the super smash yeah, Brothers exactly not out of canada at least and so right. they definitely need something to spice them up i don't know i don't i don't think it's a manager it's been like but, i don't want to say it's been botched oh, but i think a manager would be great you think a manager oh, would be you, good? i'm thinking you know you go back to uh um road warrior the, the second movie um uh, the road warrior Mad max 2 uh-huh. and um lord humongous had the guy you know the, yeah. the ayatollah of rock and roll and introduced yeah. this you know, they have Someone maybe even Marco stunts size running around screaming yeah. with a microphone about how amazing they are and you know, better Kinda watch out. Kind of like the out. Leo Rush Bobby Lashley thing. That yeah. was actually just not as annoying as that. I I think I don't want to say that they've bushed the Dark Order, but they kind of have. Like yeah, they showed up at Double or Nothing and like nobody knew who they were. There were Who Are You chants, and then ever since then they've just like kind of been put in matches. Like they haven't been getting a ton of time on like BTE or the Road Two shows. Like. They're kind of just like mysterious, and um, that's all they really. They have shouldn't going be for them. wrestling, frankly. They should be just walking out there and yeah, destroying exactly. people after matches right um, now. And Kyle and I were kind of talking about this before. I guess I'll give my rating for the match. Yeah, get uh, some heel heat on them. Um, the Dark Order hit the fatality, which is kind of like a Tower of Doom. Like I love it. Blockbuster ish. Yeah. It's hard to explain. It's a great looking move, uh, and they win. They cover, I believe, Trent, uh, and I give the match three stars again. I couldn't do any more than that. It was just a very simple tag team match, uh, and that's all I can really say about it. Um, I gave it three and a half, or three and a quarter, not three and a half. Yeah. Um, I liked the match, but as I said in one of the previous podcasts, and I think it was with Ricochet and AJ Styles, like I thought it was a really good match, but I thought there was a lot left on the table because both these teams are really good wrestlers, right? 
Right. So I th- I think and I think Robbie's right. They should just be beating the hell out of people and not. Yeah. You know, and I think that this might end up being the finals of the tournament, maybe even. That's kind of what I was predicting last week. Yeah. Yeah, and then the best friends maybe finally get over. But I mean, how long do you want to have the Dark Order winning for? Like, I, Kyle and I were talking about this uh, between the two of us. Was it last night when we were talking about what would you do to get them over? Right. And uh, our idea was like have them jump like the Young Bucks over and over. Oh yeah. At every single time the Young Bucks are on TV, the Dark Order should destroy them. Even go to their house, you know? Yeah. Like And another thing I thought of too was like attack Cody Rhodes. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. like Sean Spears distracts Cody Rhodes and then those who just jump him and you could do like a Tully and Spears paid him off to do that. But that's mega heat if you attack one of the heroes. Even like not to piggyback off the fiend again, but like the way he will just randomly show up and attack a guy. Why not do something like that? Like even that is something. Right. You or know? maybe have them standing at the top of the ramp and have their putties go down there and yeah. wreck house. Yeah, yeah. Have the creeper. The creepers are such a cool like concept. Yeah, and I love how they kind of crawl and almost like roll along yeah. as they go. And yeah, they're like a, they're like a, the putties from Power Rangers. Yeah. Right? And speaking of the creepers, they start attacking at the end of the match. Yeah, they and start. The lights go out. Yeah, so they start attacking uh, Trent, and they're going to carry him away like Undertaker style. The lights go out for a very long time, and they come on, and in the center of the ring is Orange Cassidy to a huge humongous pop this guy felt like a superstar in the middle of this ring and he has his hands in his pockets and he does a suicide dive with his hands in his pockets he takes out all the creepers he gets up hands in his pockets class is still on he rolls in the ring hands in his pockets and then he kips up hands in his pockets and then the best friends hug uh I thought this was an absolute home run for a first impression of Orange Cassidy in front of an AW crowd I wouldn't have done anything any different uh I've never seen Orange Cassidy. I've seen on him. I, I've very rarely, very seen, very little experience. of him. Uh, and the experience I have is him doing his like his slow, yeah, his slow yeah. gimmick. Stuff. Yeah, and it it hasn't really done it for me. I think maybe if I were to see a whole match of his or maybe yeah. more of him, I'm not opposed to it necessarily. I'm not going to Jim Cornette him here, right? But this was amazing. This was so good. So, so my discussion was, how do you feel about Orange Cassidy? And I think we kind of, I'm on board. I think. As long as they don't just have him be that, like, I work slow, isn't that funny, all the time. Like, if he can hit that, like, next gear when he needs to. He's actually a good worker. He's a very good wrestler, yeah. So, if they can utilize him in in a smart way like that, I'm on board for him. The crowd loved him, so, I mean, that helped a lot, too. I'm all about him. I think he's great. I would not overexpose him, though. No. Because he's, he's, he's the kind of guy that the crowd will keep popping for if you keep it in doses. But if you oh, if you sure. if you start to like show him off too much, people are gonna get mm-hmm. just kind of bored and irritated mm-hmm. with him. But no, he's very sure. unique. Yeah, oh, I think sure. he's got a good look. Like he's a handsome guy. Yeah, he's got just he's he's he, decent physique. You he, know, he like he just like coolness just like seeps out of his. He sweats coolness. Like he is so cool. Like if I was a kid and I saw that guy suicide diving with his hands in his pockets. I'd be like, that's my favorite guy. Exactly. Like, oh, he's I love so it. cool. So I think he could be money, and I'm going to have faith that AEW knows how to book him. Up next, we're going to move on to the uh, other number one contenders match for the women's title, which is going to be Hikaru Shida versus Riho. Uh, the winner, of course, gets to face Nyla Rose. I kind of think once we knew it was Nyla Rose... I feel like you could reasonably guess who was going to win yeah. this match. Uh, the woman we, have, we haven't seen yet. Yeah. Or the woman we've seen three times. Exactly. <laughs> uh, we, did, we, did, we did see Sheeta. She was at double or nothing. 
she was in that six woman Joshi match. You oh. wouldn't remember it because they didn't give you a reason to care about it. Yeah. Uh, so see our listen to our episode about double or nothing for all the issues I had with that match. Uh, take that blurb, apply it to this match because I had the same issues I had with this match that I had with the six woman at double or nothing. This match at least had some kind of stakes with the number one contendership on the line. Uh, these two women, Hikaru Shida and uh, Riho, are endlessly talented women. Oh. Like, they are phenomenal workers. This and was so a technical. tight match. So very tight. Yeah, that uh, is not I hope a single like, waste of movement. I hope you like gut kicks and double stomps because you got about a thousand of them in this match. And horrific backbreaker submissions. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, this was a good match. Like, this wasn't a bad... This was better than the Dark Order match we just saw. Oh, yeah. Rio is so good from working from the bottom. Yeah. Just, you know, um, drawing that empathy out of you while you're watching this tiny woman yeah. get thrown around. They 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 kept um uh they kept hammering home that this is a 98 pound woman. Like that was the number that they you they only apply weight to women when like you know it's going to apply later. Like they used to do that with uh uh what's her name in WWE, the big one. Why well, can't I remember her name? She's been out with injury for a long time. Screw it. They used to use her oh, weight. Oh, um, yes. Nia Jax. Thank you. There I could we go. not remember her name. So they used her weight, but like to the adverse effect. So here they kept pushing home. This is a 98-pound woman. And that she started wrestling at nine years old. Yeah, yeah. They, they I guess they don't that. have like labor laws in Japan. At or least they like gave us something in this match to like, particularly with Riho, to like cling to. Like we know she's tiny and we know she's been wrestling forever. So we had that going for us in this match. I do think they kept... They kept talking about her size so much, it kind of telegraphed the finish, uh, which, of course, is Riho does get a surprise roll-up after uh, just getting murdered with backbreakers by Hikaru and, Shida. And Hikaru Shida, by the way, for her size, she's not a big woman either. No. She is a powerhouse for her size. She was... Hard she was, strike. She was tossing Riho around like she was Brock Lesnar. Like, she was tossing this little girl around oh, the ring. Riho some of the best stomps I've ever oh, seen, Oh, yeah. By the way. And, uh, I Riho guess when does, you weigh 98 pounds, right? you can throw them as hard as yeah, you want. Yeah, exactly. Riho does get the roll-up to win the match, and uh, it's going to be the smallest woman on the roster versus the largest woman on the roster. Uh, I kind of have a discussion topic, sure, Kyle, here for you. Um, does this go on last on October 2nd on TNT? Because if it does, you're kind of like, what about Chris Jericho? But if it doesn't, what does that say about your women's division? It's a title match. Ooh. It kind of has to go on last, right? Ooh, um... Isn't that an interesting... Or first... Yeah, you can have it go on first. Well, they already said Cody and I believe Kip Sabian is the first match on the card. Okay. Um, well, never mind. So, I mean, you kind of got to put it on last. I right? mean, yeah. they already announced. Is it the Bucks and Omega versus Jericho and, and two, two mystery, mystery partners? partners? Yeah. It depends who the mystery partners are. Yeah. Because if they're big surprises, they got to go on last. I mean, I would assume that his mystery partners are probably going to be the people that showed up at the end of the LAX. The, the yeah, at the end of the. It's kind of what I thought. Or another surprise team. It could be somebody we don't even... Which I, I said last week that I kind of had the feeling it was Enzo and Cass. It which, could totally be Enzo and Cass. Which isn't really like what I want. No. But <laughs> If it's Enzo and Cass, that match isn't going on last. No. Right. Um. So what did you give it? I gave it 3.25. Uh, I Again, like I keep finding myself saying this at this point in the show. Like I couldn't... I, I wanted to go higher than that because it was a good match. There was just no personal investment for me. They got to do something to get these Joshi women a connection with these crowds because if they don't the crowd they're going to lose them more than they already are and I would well, hate to see that because I, they're so good. I feel like they should almost save them for the week to week shows. Kind of like, you know, WCW had the first hour mm-hmm. I've of seen Nitro that. Yeah, I've seen that a lot. The they're comparing them to the Cruiserweights, which makes sense. Um, you're you're introducing most American 
uh, wrestling fans to, to an like entirely different genre, yeah. basically, yeah. you know? Um, and I think with time, they'll definitely get over because yeah. you can't not with the way they throw right? their strikes with the way they do the high fly. It's just going to get and over. And I will say, like, the finish of this match was perfect. I think you have such a natural story to tell with Riho. Uh, everybody's going to be rooting for her in that match. Of yeah. course. And on I, October 2nd, she is instantly over now just because she won this match. So they did go a long ways toward the end. So uh, I did give it 3.25. I thought it was good. What did you guys think? I gave it 3. Um, kind of the same way. I just... I didn't know who to cheer for and why. So there was a storyline element missing that should have been there. It was a it was a pretty good match though. So yeah, three stars. I, I think I liked it more than you guys. I mean, I went into it pretty dead after that uh, previous match, that tag match, but this one kind of picked me back up. I gave it three point five. I really enjoyed it. Those girls went out there and beat the hell out of each other. We did the stair step again? We went from three to three two to three five. Um, discussion though. Yeah. Who wins? Who do you book? Nyla Ooh. or Riho? That's a tough one. So, again, we're back to the suspension of disbelief. I want Riho to win. Yeah, I think you give it to Riho. I just, like, how are you going to book How are you gonna book that? Nyla Rose could eat Riho, like, in one so, meal. So, I kind of want Nyla to be- win. Yeah. But I think you could do a storyline of, like, somebody distracting or, like, Awesome Kong getting involved. It could be another roll-up, too. Yeah. So... I'm kind of excited for the match. I think it's going to be a good match. It should well, be. If, if Nyla wins, there'll definitely be uh, quite the conversation to be had on every oh, wrestling. Oh, Lord. You know, every wrestling uh, yeah, comment oh, yeah. section. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. It's going to be a mess. You know yeah. what? I hope she wins just for that yeah, reason. Yeah, and guys, just so you know, this is not a real sport. I was going to say um, the same thing. This is not <laughs> yeah. MMA. This I can not... understand if it's MMA or like. Yeah. Or like. What was some the name like in MMA? Physical. Fallon Fox. Yeah. Yeah, Fallon Fox. That was disgusting. I can understand a trans. You not wanting transgender people. Not in... that she is disgusting, no, but no, watching I know her beat up people was not something that right. was fun uh, to watch. But I, I, like, but I love watching Nyla. Here's a secret. Here's a secret for you guys. It's predetermined. It's not a real physical contest. So who cares? Yeah. I just, it just, it drives me crazy that people know, are man. so, it drives yeah. me crazy too. So up in arms about it because just enjoy it, man. And Impact right now, what's the hottest thing going in Impact right now? Tessa and yeah. Sammy. Tessa and Sammy, right? If this was a real contest, Sammy is going to wipe the floor with Tessa, right? So why even, like, why is this different? It's not. Because. A lot of people aren't are, aren't comfortable with this. Well, and That's what it comes down to is looking at yourself. If it makes you uncomfortable, then just, I guess, turn off during that match or something, you know? It's, yeah, I mean, there's no reason to... I, I don't understand why... Now, if you don't like Nyla's wrestling, I can understand that. Yeah, oh, definitely. You know? That's a totally different... Yeah, you're like, not a bad person if you don't like no. her as a wrestler. And it is interesting that, you know, most most wrestling companies have their their big large people in their men's division. So having the women's division have the Awesome Kongs and have the Nyla Roses like it's a very interesting dynamic at least to me. So I haven't even thought about the whole transgender thing like at all. Like it's rarely crossed my mind until I start seeing the controversy on Twitter and Facebook and then it's like, well yeah. And I watched it with Spencer and my wife yesterday like it, her in the Battle Royal. Yeah. Neither one of them thought she was transgender until I said something. Yeah. They just thought she was a big old woman. I don't know. She is a big old woman. Yep. yep. And she's a she's a big brutal woman too, man. I think she's I think she's got a good future. So yeah. my Sh- wife, who is not a huge wrestling fan, happened to be watching the uh the battle royal with me and she was utterly impressed. Yeah. She's she's good, man. She's better than I thought she was gonna be. Uh I'll say that much. Uh up next, speaking of better than I thought it was gonna be. 
it's time for a, an ass boost in good time. Because up next, we're going to get, after a, a pretty decent video package, we're going to get uh, Cody versus Sean Spears, formerly and Ty Dillinger. To kind of touch on that, the video packages were really, really high they quality. They just piggybacked off Double or Nothing. I heard post-wrestling. I was listening to their review. They're uh, like a kind of like we do or their review podcast there are other podcasts out there? yeah there are there's, there's other wrestling podcasts out that's there, news to me yeah, i same. can just tell you about them you don't need to listen to them listen to us and i'll we'll tell you we'll review their reviews uh <laughs> they took the stance that they didn't think it was like wwe quality video packages and i couldn't disagree more i think these forgiven the fact that they have almost no source material to go off of these video packages time and time again are blowing me away i did think the song they chose was kind of stupid for this one like it was yeah. this weird like twiddly like poorly produced indie song which is fine there's plenty of good poorly produced and indie a lot music of the ancient music wasn't that uh, great from my opinion yeah at least you could hear it this time yeah that's uh, that's a big improvement but um, uh, no this was an excellent video package and uh, totally blanchard had a rivalry with cody's dad back in the day and yeah he's, so it's uh, a natural dusty and he's accompanying uh Totally's been great the whole I wish everything. they would have mentioned that though. They never mentioned it on the broadcast. They mentioned it passing, oh, wait. but it wasn't. Yeah, right. They mentioned it like every five seconds. <laughs> yeah, uh, but still, I mean, it, it, if you're a casual fan, I oh, guess. Of course. No, it makes sense. And especially and if you're if you're what, 15, 16 years old? Yeah, like, you might not even know who Tolly Blanchard is. Yeah. Especially, I thought for the, what, especially the running we got later. I'm yeah, sure most yeah. people had no idea who that was. Uh, also, DDP, Brandy, and MJF bring the dog Pharaoh out. And I have a bone to pick in a minute. Yeah, me too. But uh, MJF gets chosen in the corner. Yeah, which uh, they also do a Star Trek. Uh, I don't know what was which which series was it? It wasn't the TNG. It was a Star Trek entrance. Yeah, I'm not a Trekkie. Me. Either. It was some nerd so, shit. So definitely, it was not, not the best. It didn't land with me. <laughs> it was not the best judgment to have the dog out there by the pyro. Nope, that but, dog looked freaking. That dog out. was freaking out, man. But, but I don't think it was. It was an animal abuse. No, they didn't intend to bring the dog out there and like here, boy get scared by this yeah. no they shouldn't have done it probably no, no. or or bring him out but just don't use the pyro because i mean pharaoh does go to hey, a man, lot it's of cody rhodes them. he's getting those triple h entrances true yep. he's getting the entrance man. which by the way he looked amazing oh yeah he's been packing on muscle <laughs> i gotta say did you i mean and it could be just be a production thing but when you look at guys like who have been in like a tv system before like have been in like a performance center system. So guys like Sean Spears, Cody Rhodes, Chris Jericho, they have a presence about them. They right. know how to play to the TV cameras. Like some of these other stars might not know yet. Yeah. And so I'm super excited to see all the other guys on this roster get to that point. Cause they're, they'll get there. It would be fun to go watch like ECW Jericho mm-hmm. and see and how just, much just he's see his presence there yeah. and then go to WCW Jericho. Yeah. And then go, go to, to WWF Jericho. So like early Jericho to like the Kevin Owens time Jericho yeah. to now and just see how he's just growing in front yeah. of us. So we'll get to see all that growth, you know. I mean, you have like it's not for nothing that they have this performance center in WWE that teaches you how to play to a camera because you can tell that difference. How to look comfortable. Both of these entrances were fantastic. So you have Sean Spears who just has this spotlight. I wish he would have came out to no music. I thought that's what they were going to do for a second. He had music, and it was fine music, by the way. But uh, he comes out, he's sitting in the chair, he's got this cloak on. I didn't like the contacts, necessarily. They didn't really fit his character, but no. whatever. It's a nitpick. Uh, if Seth Rollins can wear him at WrestleMania, Sean Spears can wear him here. Uh, he, he has the chair that he almost killed Cody with, and he brings it down to the ring with him. It's excellent. Uh, totally kind of saunters Drags out there. it slowly <laughs> yeah. over the uh, diamond plate. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, Cody's just got all this pyro. He chooses M- MJF to be his uh, ringside man, uh, as I think many people predicted he probably would. And, uh, yeah, this match, 
I thought this match was going to be overbooked. It was definitely overbooked, but it, it worked in favor of the match. So the whole story here is that Tully is just getting involved at every chance he could possibly get. Uh, He's outsmarting MJF. MJF, yeah, MJF is yeah. looking like a fool. MJF is trying to get involved, but he like doesn't really know how to like root on somebody in their corner. So he's causing a lot more distraction than it's worth, and which is allowing Tully to get the upper hand. Uh, I did like how Tully just like ate a Cody right hand right before the match yeah. even started. Well, and Cody suicide do- dove to oh, the yeah, corner. He plunged yeah. it over the corner onto uh, Sean before the match even started. And then, then clocked Tully yeah. as they yeah. go into the crowd and brawl. For they a brawl bit. for a while, um, which is good. It felt like a big like, yeah. blood feud. You know, It reminded me of some of those old ECW matches. Yeah, Start in sure. the crowd, work your way around um, the arena. And then when the they... Ring. When they got back, there was a huge power slam by Cody on the outside. Yeah, run, like, the, I, like the the Randy yeah. Orton style. Yep, and I was like, holy crap, that's awesome. Yeah, and the, that was outside. And then, man, they just fought each other. This was a fight. This wasn't a wrestling match. This was a fight. Uh, eventually, at one point, I think my favorite part of this... I have a few favorite parts of this match. I love the moment when... Uh, Cody takes off the weight belt, and then Earl Hebner like takes it, and like as he's like neatly folding it up, Tully Blanchard hands uh, Sean Spears his belt, and then man, it was like Cody Rhodes must have been a bad boy because it was like Dad out in the back of the woodshed, like oh, he man. Sean Spears was whipping the shit out of Cody Rhodes with this belt. You know what was killing me though? Because do you remember our SummerSlam 2002 episode where we we're talking about how Earl was just in Triple H's yeah. face? Oh, Earl lost it with Sean Spears. He was at out one of point. control. He was man. pissed. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting. Like at this point, it almost feels like Earl Hebner's like Cody's personal referee. Yeah, because <laughs> the last three matches he refereed has have all been Cody Rhodes matches. I do all have to in. say, I still kind of like seeing him out there. And oh, yeah, he, he was fine. I'm, he I'm, was... I guess I'm on the other side of that. I he he's lost a step too. I feel like with a referee, oh, position, he's lost a few. Steps, and with man. a referee, is such an important and pivotal part of the match. And luckily, everything has gone great so far. We mm-hmm. haven't. There hasn't been a moment where it's like, man, I wish Earl would have been a little faster, but. I, I just have this feeling that something will happen and we'll look at it and it'll be Earl's fault. As, as long as Earl's not doing like a Lucha Brothers match or something. As long like, as he's doing these like slower, like story paced. Right. And that, he don't, like he's only done two matches since AEW has been a thing. So as long as they're only using him like three or four times a year. Like, yeah. And the rest of the time he can be backstage mentoring the other refs. Which, um, which I love that he is the senior referee, the head of officials. Mm-hmm. Because like it seems like they're learning from him. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I love the, the, the personality that the refs have. And I know some people have complained about it. Uh, I think that it's never a bad thing to have no. like a ref who's not afraid to get in someone's face. And we saw it several times on this show where the refs are, they're not playing too much of a role, but they're they are making you aware of their existence yeah, they, in a very humans, smart way. They have way. personalities. Yeah, exactly. You know? um, I do think that uh, this match was very intentionally booked, uh, but not in a bad way. Eventually, Tully gets in the ring, and MJF get in the ring. They square off, and uh, you think they're going to have fisticuffs. MJF thinks better of it. He just decides to throw his scarf in Tully's face. They start Tully choking just, each other. They start, go, they, was, yeah. they start going at it. Uh, eventually, there's a scrum, and Earl is, has his back turned. He's trying to deal with MJF, and here comes Double A. Well, Spears, Spears kicked MJF with a bicycle kick. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then, out of the ring. Because yeah. Spears also did that to Cody earlier. Yeah, that's right. Cody that's was right. tangled yeah. up in the ropes. Um, so here comes Arn Anderson to a huge pop. He comes out. 
He still looks like everyone's dad. That's never going to change. I mean, he might look like everyone's grandpa now, actually. But he comes out and he hits the Arn Anderson spine buster onto Sean Spears. And then I love Tully Blanchard, like, so confused, like, following him back. He goes into the wrong yeah. tunnel, which is a little strange, but he follows him back and he leaves to go up. Conf- I love, you can yeah. guess he's going to confront Arn Anderson. Yeah, I just love that Tully totally, uh, completely abandoned his plan. I love it. The, the build-up for the last You're month. You're supposed to be my to, buddy. To be, yeah, Sean's partner, essentially, and just look, you know, just bamboozled. <laughs> yeah, uh, so it so does. Sad. He also did put his belt back on after Sean. Yeah, did. he did. <laughs> I love that little detail. He did. Uh, eventually, that allows Cody Rhodes to hit the crossroads, and he wins by pinfall. After hitting a disaster kick into a chair. Yeah, he hit like And the, I was like, why? Are, it was like a Van Daminator disaster yeah. kick. And I was like, shouldn't that be a DQ? But it never. Well, it usually isn't, though, because I think they. I don't know. Yeah. Who cares? Well, he just threw it to him. He's yeah, true. caught it. Yeah, yeah, it's true. He hit himself with it, technically. Yeah, really. <laughs> um, so Cody Rhodes wins the match. I don't know how I feel about Rhodes going over so. I guess Me you could say too. clean in quotes, but. I don't know. I would have given Spears the win here and yes. prolonged the rivalry a Me little too. bit longer. Uh, but it is what it is. I still give the match four stars. Uh, it was just fun. Yeah. It was just a fun time. It got the crowd back into it, which was the most important thing it could have done. Uh, very well placed on this card, I think, and uh, four stars for me. I gave it four and a quarter. I really, really liked it. Um, Cody continues just putting on great, really good matches every time he goes out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you're right, though. I would have booked Spears the win. And I... Cause I as we talked about, I think we could you could do something huge heel wise with Spears. Yeah, like the dude is super talented, right? Like, um, and WWE gave him that wacky gimmick that was Ugh. there was no way it was going to get over. Yeah, um, so I would have had Spears one, but still four and a quarter. I thought it was yeah. really good. I don't think there was really anything bad about it. No, not really. It was just an old school fun nonsense shenanigans wrestling yep. match four stars for me reminded me of uh watching you know wcw back yeah. there. i love managers i feel like that's yeah. something that's missing from, it was fun man i mean it, it i hope Tully actually stays with sean i am so glad my one of my biggest concerns with AEW was that it was going to be all flash and uh like no substance mm-hmm. but they have like cody rhodes in particular has just been like every one of his matches has been just like this like it's a workhorse yeah this like exhaustive like effort you know and this like amazing story and they've been telling a lot of great stories uh even without tv so that makes me feel really relieved and really excited for tv that they're not just doing these big high spots matches uh speaking of that are we ready for a high spots match oh discussion topic well at the end of the match mjf held the chair behind cody yeah he he was gonna hit it brilliant i can't wait for that the whole crowd the Started crowd was ready yeah. to just They were go like gasping. Nuts. They yeah. were ready. So so the question is, when and how do you turn MJF? Full gear. Just have him attack Cody after the match. If yeah. I have him come out to the ring with him and just Whatever match may happen. Yeah. So I kinda had the idea of tag team tournament, Cody and oh, MJF are in the tournament. In a in a team. And this okay. is where you can use Marco's stunt effectively. They're facing a boy and his dinosaur. And MJF just goes outside the ring and just, like, kicks Marco's stunt in the head. Just punts him. Cody gets upset. Like, why are you attacking a guy for no reason? Gets rolled up. I love that. And then after that... I love there's that, There's dissension dude. between the two of them. Then MJF can turn. I love... I would love that. That That, that is that, brilliant. That's a slow build to yeah. the big turn. Yeah. And it doesn't even have to be at full gear necessarily either. Yeah. Like, you can keep this partnership going for a while. And I love, like... The dynamic that MJF has is just so interesting because... He's just an ass. He can be so, like, sympathetic toward Cody, and then, like, 
you could almost start to like him, but then the second he gets on that microphone, it's like, oh yeah, this guy's a douchebag. He doesn't even need the microphone. You just look at him. Yeah. yeah he, he just he can it, shoot you a look. He up. has like one of the biggest punch you in the face smiles I've ever seen in my life. Like, he's amazing. He's great. Uh, and this was great. Um, and that being said, uh, we're going to get to another great match. This is going to be, uh, we get a video package for it, of course, and it's good. That's all I got to say about that. And it is the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Bros for the AAA Tag Team Championships. Uh, first thing I notice is, man, those championships are hoisted 500,000 feet in the air. Yep. Because uh, you knew these guys were going to be doing flippy stuff. This yep. was one of the craziest matches I've ever seen in my life. One of the best ladder matches I've ever seen in my life. Um this was a really good match. Yeah. I mean, they it were go. They were doing things hundred miles per hour. <laughs> they were doing things I didn't think were possible. They, yep. When Pentagon did the Canadian Destroyer off a ladder through a table, that was amazing. I was holding my breath. Yeah. That I screamed. I was like very yeah. high pitched scream. Yeah. I I was like, holy shit, that guy's neck's gonna be broken. Yeah. If this match was insane. Uh, I loved the. There were two moments in this match where, like, each team was doing an offensive maneuver to the other member of the other team. And like they were aware that like the other, so it was the first time it was Phoenix and I believe Nick. It was because the first time it was the younger brothers and the next yeah. time it was the older brothers. Yeah, and yeah. they did the dive through the middle rope the first time through the table, and they both looked at each other like, "Are we doing this?" And they're like, "Let's do it." And the second time was the, the they ladder. both did the crossbody splashes the off of the ladder, like the tall ladders through the table. Uh, Matt in particular on that one got like seven hundred feet of air. Like yeah. he felt like he took for like I feel like and I don't know if it was like this in real life, but I feel like. Uh, Pentagon had gone through the table, and like Matt was still in the air on his. Like it was crazy. Uh, I mean, the amount of spots in this match were just insane. Uh, Nick Jackson not making it all the way over the ropes before he oh, hit. Oh, that scared me. That was so bad. Maybe dude. the gnarliest spot I think I've. Yeah. So there's I've two tables seen. outside of the ring, and it's supposed to be Phoenix pushing uh, Nick over or Matt. Nick. I believe it was Nick. It was Nick. Yeah, okay. And he's the, he's pushing Nick over, and he's, the idea is he's supposed to... We've seen it a hundred times, yeah. right? Even in WWE, the guy goes through Hell both Undertaker's tables. done this. <laughs> but what happened was his foot got caught in the ropes, and he did not go through that second. His head bounced off that second table. Yep. I was... That was bad, man. And then... And sadly enough, I think it went as well as it could have gone. Probably, <laughs> yeah. It could have went worse. And then uh, just for good measure, like a minute later, <laughs> Pentagon... Like he didn't push the ladder over uh, from Matt. He kicked it over, and then Matt, oh my God. like gravity caught up to Matt because he just fell straight down on top of the ladder. And there was no replay of it. I wanted yeah. a replay of that uh, so bad. Also, I think one thing that we haven't talked about too was uh, when when Matt ripped off uh, Pentagon's yeah Pentagon's mask. mask. That was towards the end of the match. That's yep. what led to the ladder being pushed over. Yep. Uh, I thought that was very. I, I like. I liked it, but I'm kind of getting over Pentagon getting unmasked in every single match that he's in because it's been match. happening almost every match now, like, even in AAA for a while. And I'm like, okay, like I get it. I mean, honestly, other than the Moxley one that happened a few months ago, I actually haven't seen him oh, get okay. unmasked. Okay. So I was kind of like, oh, cool. Yeah. So he gets unmasked. He does get it. To, the refs help him put it back on, which I really liked. Yep. Actually, uh, it was a good touch. And then the end comes when. Uh, Pentagon just gets pissed, and they he hits. They have the, they have a bridging ladder from the ring apron to the barricade, and he hits a uh, package pile driver, and then Phoenix does the stomp. Such I don't know a, what that move is called. It has such a, name, a stiff sure. package pile driver on a ladder. I was hoping the ladder would give, and it'd be like one yeah. of those kind of you know. No, these aren't these aren't uh, the spray painted wood ladders yeah. like they're. In but I, I these, wanted them. <laughs> these are like Werner Hardware Store Home yeah. Depot ladders, uh, and then obviously both guys are dead for the Young Bucks and. Uh, 
Thankfully, uh, everyone's okay. The Lucha yeah. Bros. Thankfully that, but thankfully the Lucha Bros. finally go over. Yep. Uh, they get the belts. They win the match. They look so strong. What'd too. you give it? Five stars. Oh yeah. This match was fantastic. I, I originally had four seven five, but fuck it. Five it stars. wasn't. It wasn't as easy as the five star matches I gave in Double or Nothing. I I had to sit and think about what I was going to give the match. But I mean, come on. For got, what these guys put it through, they or they earned it. I got to say right now, are there any teams better than these two? Like in the, in the world, probably not, because these two are just incredible. These well, four. especially they're, they're. I meant the two teams. Yeah, yeah, the especially the chemistry they have with each other. Yeah, yeah, and we talked about that double or nothing a lot too. Again, um, I could watch these two teams work every single. I day. could, but I'm kind of ready for him to yeah. do other stuff it for a while. Be big moments, yeah. right? Um, yeah, this match was just fantastic. I mean, the I, stuff these guys put their bodies through, like I, oh man, give it five stars as well, and I. <laughs> The note I have here is that was uncomfortably gnarly to watch. It was. And I loved it. Oh, it was great. I loved every the, minute of it. There were some times on this show, uh, that Cracker Barrel match and this one, where I was cringing yeah. in a good way. Like, oh, I can't believe that just happened. Well, surely they can't keep this up. Right. I mean, this so far it seems like every show they've had, everyone's trying to go all out, you know, to... to did it do? Prove the yeah to prove the, the, the promotion's right. strength. But at the same time, you can't do this forever. No. If you want your wrestlers to last long enough to, to make no, money, right? Them. And it's and here's the thing is, as we saw at Double or Nothing, like both of these teams can work without having to do that extreme like style. Like, yeah, these are four of the best wrestlers on earth. So right. you don't have to rely on that, which is nice. Uh, I think you can get to it when you need to, when it calls for it. Um, and other than that, man, I just can't wait to see these guys work through the rest of the tag division. Should we get to the post-match first, or do you want to do the discussion? The discussion first? goes with the post-match, so go with okay, the post-match. Okay, so after the match, here comes two guys in presidential masks. Uh, 99% of people probably knew who it was going to be. Uh, they beat up both teams. They take off the masks, and LAX and Tana and, and Ortiz are in AEW. And they uh, beat up both teams. I'm, You know, I got a little bit of a bone to pick, so how? why is it that nobody is watching Impact every week? Yet when two Impact guys show up and they take their masks off, they get a pop like they're the biggest heroes on Earth. Where where are all you people when Impact can't sell out a pay-per-view? And you can see the same two teams. You can see the same matches in Impact that you're going to see in AEW. Like, what? where's that disconnect there? Yeah, I, I, mean, I mean, we watched that, that was Impact like, pay-per-view yeah. with the Lucha Brothers versus... And that LA. was a fantastic and match. And it was amazing. So, so, like, where's that disconnect coming? There's a stigma. With there, Impact? There's a stigma with Impact, and even though they are no longer TNA, They're TNA, they have the Dixie Carter TNA stigma. For sure. Which I don't think is fair, because WWE has had some years and some incidents like Katie Vick and like other things like that, where you're like, why are you doing this? And Impact did some really dumb things, but like I think people are just too caught up in their feels about how impact let them down years ago to, yeah. to give them a second chance. There's also not a good TV product right now because you can't find it as easy unless you have like not everybody on Twitch. I was going to say not everybody yeah. knows how to use Twitch. I know how and, to use it. I still don't watch it. So yeah, same here. So I'm interested in, I just don't, I, I love impact. Uh, there's, there's a channel on Pluto TV that, that plays shows, the old shows all the time. Yeah, and yeah. I just love watching, which is it. free to watch as well. Um, discussion question. Yeah. LAX is here. Uh huh. Who do you want to see him wrestle first? Lucha brothers. Young, young Bucks on. or Lucha Brothers. I'm going Bucks because I've seen the Lucha Bros. I just wanted to matches again. a few times already, and I haven't seen LAX uh, Young Bucks. That's true, actually. I, honestly, the tag division is so deep. Any of I them. can't yeah. wait to see any any of these 
teams wrestle each other. Uh, can I piggyback off that, Kyle? Sure. Are they going to be in the tag team tournament, you think? Yep. You have to, yeah. Well, and that maybe that... Yeah. I take back my uh, uh, best what, friends what being in the finals. Them? They were called Los Bariquas. I don't think we need to go down the Bariquas road again because that just gives me flashbacks to the uh, WWF stable from the early 90s, which was not good. Uh, but I don't know. You can't really call them LAX, can you? No, no. Impact's, Impact's not letting them use LAX. Yeah. So. Well, they can, they can stick with Ortiz and Santana, but they can't be LAX. So, All right. Um, I saw the idea of the Dead Presidents as their name because they wore the president masks. The that'd ring, be kind of cool. And I thought that yeah. was a kind of a cool name. That'd be kind of interesting. It's, that's a band, too, a punk yeah, band. Dead Presidents. Yeah. There you go. But I think that'd be a cool name that'd for be cool. a tag team. Um, up next, we're going to get the main event. First off, this video package is fantastic. Uh, I cringed at the part where Adam Page ripped out his stitches from the cut that Jericho gave him. Oh, man. He ripped yeah. Did you see that? That was Yeah, he great. ripped that out. He ripped the stitches out. That was wild. Um, and this is, of course, going to be the uh, the winner of this match is the new AEW champion. That's a fancy way of saying this is the AEW championship match. Um, I'm so happy to see them finally having a belt on their shows that yeah, is actually their belt. <laughs> this was, it, I will say, up until about... T- five to seven minutes into this match, this had a big fight feel to it. From the second Jericho came out, or from the second even Adam Page came out on, on the horse, horse. Yeah. this had a big, like, you could feel it in the air. Unfortunately, it did slow down a little bit in the middle, and the crowd, for some reason, like, once Jericho got split open, the crowd just, like, went to sleep. Which is crazy. Because that's, like, when the match kind of started getting good. Yeah. Uh, it was bizarre, but uh, I got to give props to Adam Page's entrance coming out on the horse with his music. It was just like, yeah. it was amazing. Perfect. I loved it. I am, I am so in on Adam Page, and I have been since he was in j- j- fresh Bullet Club face yeah. in Ring of Honor. I have been all in on Adam Page, uh, no pun intended. Um, unfortunately, I don't know how well they've built him up as a credible threat in the title picture. Um, it was an interesting choice to make him the first contender, I think, anyways. When you have guys like Omega, Cody, yeah. Pac, like uh, Page isn't like he's like he's like the last guy on the rung of the elite ladder. Yeah, yeah does that sure. make sense? So having him be that man in the first place was a I don't want to say questionable because he has all the talent in the yeah. world and he's only twenty four years you old. You have to search him out to know anything yeah. about him. Um, I thought he was twenty eight. I don't know. He's in his twenties. Yeah. I don't know how old he is. He's my. He's <laughs> I think Jr. called him twenty seven a few times. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. So he's Kyle's age. Uh, I thought I was 30. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Um, I guess from like a... Th- he is 28 according to Wikipedia. Good job, Robbie. Uh, so I guess from like a 10,000 foot level, what do you guys think of the match, the way it was booked, the finish? Like, I'm conflicted about it. So, I liked it, but it's... it. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't perfect. As our lo- friend Keegan said, it might have been too long. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry I cut you off. No, it's all right. Um, I just thought Jericho looked so comfortable in this big match position. Um, Paige has a lot of experience, but nothing quite like this. You are now headlining a pay-per-view in the United States of America, not a, a sold-out arena. Yeah, and not in New Japan on the other side yeah. of the planet. Um, and he did very well. He rose to the occasion. He did. Um, but I just, Jericho just doesn't seem like he's even faced by it. But that, to a fault. <laughs> I hated one thing about this match. Tell me. And it was... Uh, Jericho kicking out of Page's finisher. You've yep. already killed his finisher yep. in his like third match in AEW. I, so good job, guys. I think that's a problem I have with pro wrestling in general. 
that seems to be the thing anymore, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. And you can listen, you can do kick out spots on finishers, but at least have like a delayed pinfall or something. I'm fine with it. If you want to hit your finisher and you're like too groggy or tired or whatever to get the pin right away, but Jericho got hit with a dead eye. The pin was made right away and he just kicked out. Like yep. that is a devastating looking finishing move. And to have Jericho, a fifty year old man, just yep. kick out of it, like Calm I mean, on. and you can make an argument that Jericho got him in the in the walls of Jericho a couple times. And then yeah, he, but that's not his finisher like, anymore though. Because exactly. once he hit the Judas effect, it was Paige was out. dead. But if you look back to Double or Nothing, how many crossroads were kicked out? Like three, exactly. Yeah. And how many? But, the, but I'll argue that the difference is the crossroads has already been an established finisher for years. It's like the AA at this point. Like right. you expect people to kick out of it. Where as you're trying to build up a main eventer, the last thing you want to have somebody do is kick well, clean out of their finishing move. I'm just going to say like I don't like in general. This. Yeah, like I mean, don't get me wrong. I love super kick parties, right? But does a super kick matter anymore? Uh, no. Only if it's only uh, if it's Shawn, Shawn Michaels, Michaels Dolph Ziggler. If it's Shawn, I mean, everybody kicks out of Dolphs now, yeah, too. True. Yeah, true. So, like, when Shawn Michaels comes back and, like, kicks a guy in the head, like, just because they're being rude, like, is it really going to hurt him that bad now? Because everybody else is doing it. it well, it, Shawn wears cowboy boots. That is that is true because... <laughs> they're loaded. It, yeah. It took, like, 17 to knock Brian Cage out to give him his first loss. <laughs> yeah, so. true. True. I just, I don't know. I, I think finishers are a lost art. I didn't just dislike that spot. I out I outright hated that yeah i hated it it's very frustrating as an adam page fan. yeah i love i love hangman i think he's got all, everything it takes to be a star for years and years and years and to see uh jericho kick out of that like it wasn't it just wasn't needed like you right. could have you could have told that same story and wrestled that same match and just not done that spot and i don't know it really like unless page is planning a new finisher which I wouldn't do because the dead eye yeah, is fantastic. Looks so great coming from him. Like he kicked, like Chris, he also kicked out of the buckshot lariat, which is fine. That's a setup. Yeah, you can kick out of it. But I don't know, having him kick out of the dead eye. I honestly didn't take a ton of notes for this match because it was kind of just, yeah, it was I slower. Didn't take a lot of notes. It had all the classic Jericho stuff. He beat up Paige in front of his family. He yeah. rung the ring bell. He was being a cock like all over the place. Um, a couple walls of Jericho spots that uh, Paige was able to get out of eventually. Uh, Jericho counters a, uh, a second dead eye attempt, uh, rolls through it, beautifully hits the Judas effect. He's managed to get a back elbow over in 2019. Good up for him. And he it does look great. Oh, it John Jones esque. Yeah, what I said it does last look week. great. Uh, and by the way, Jericho looked great. Yes, he, he was did. in like noticeably better shape than Double yeah. or Nothing. Like noticeably like, better. He bulked up. He's been hitting the gym, so kudos to him. He probably hasn't been on and, tour with uh, his, his He band. becomes the first be. AEW mm-hmm. world champion. What'd you give it? I gave it. 3.5 stars uh it was a good match it was it told an interesting story it just it didn't get all its hooks in me and i do have to dock it for that uh the dead eye spot i know that might be nitpicky but i really had a problem with it i also gave it three and a half there were a couple times where it started to really slow down mm-hmm. to the point where i was like okay this needs to pick back up i think jericho was the right choice oh, um for sure i think jericho was the only choice there's, yeah, really there's a lot real. of people that are just like Oh, you know, he's 50 years old and you're making him your champion. Like we talked about last week, he doesn't have to be the champion for long either. But he can go on every talk show exactly. and 90% of people know who he is. Yeah, if you search Chris Jericho right now on Google, USA Today is talking about him. Sports Illustrated is talking about him. The New York Times is talking about him. He's a household name. Yep. It's and, it's a no-brainer that and you he's, put the title on him. he's not just a wrestling name. No, Be- he's because... He's a celebrity at this yes. point, basically. Yes, because he's done, he's done movies, he's done TV yeah. shows, he has a band... He's Even been in the industry just, for like th- nearly 30 years. The yeah. guy has mainstream publicity. 
And it's the same reason WWE puts the belt on Brock a lot. And Paige isn't ready. No. Like, right. He's no. not ready to be... Like, his, the audience reaction to him should say it all. And that's partially on AEW for not building him up the way they could. Like, right. they're putting him in mid-card matches on well, these shows. And the, you go back to the Battle Royal. He was the last one out for it, which... You know, it doesn't put him over as being this big, tough badass when he was the last yeah, one Yeah, for the most part, I'm, like, really happy with the way AEW's booked everything, but I think they have kind of cocked up Adam Page at every chance yeah. they've gotten. It's it's bizarre to you me. you got to have to shuffle him back after this. I don't think yeah, cause he's Yeah, because what has he picture. done? I mean, not to go too far off topic, his first appearance in AEW was the Battle Casino Royal. Battle Royal, where he was hobbled up with his knee, and, and then they won. beat up MJF with Bret Hart there. And they beat up, but he didn't even really get... Like that was mostly Jungle Boy and Jimmy Havoc that beat up MJF. Well, he was there too. Yeah, he got hard way. He wrestled Sammy <laughs> Guevara at one of the shows, and then he wrestled uh, another guy at another one. The guy that Cody's wrestling on TV, Kip Sabian. Yeah, yeah. And he wrestled Kip Sabian at the other one. All mid card. This was his first main the, event. The most important thing he's had done to him was Chris Jericho punching his eyeball out yeah, of the skull after a, a fight for the Fallen. So Which looked great. And yeah, it, it was, did look great. Honestly, that was. Probably gave this match some story that yeah. would have not been there at yeah. all. Had so uh, I am, like, the more I think about it, I'm kind of very disappointed in the way they've they've booked Adam Page so far. Well, but that being said, he wasn't ready for this I, belt. I did at like all. him getting, I guess, Jericho's blood back in a sense where he, yeah. he busted Jericho yeah, open, cool. and you know Jericho sold it so well, and he just looked great walking around, you know, bleeding all over the place. Not, what did you not give quite, the match? Not quite Dustin level. I gave it three seven five. I liked it actually. Yeah, it was, I mean. Um, Definitely maybe it's nostalgia it. kicking in because I'm such a huge yeah. Jericho mark, but I mean, I definitely didn't dislike it. No, I liked, I liked it. I just yeah. don't think yeah, it was. Uh, I don't think it it lived up to the what the people Omega were expecting. Jericho Jericho's yeah. reign has to be in kind of like Brock's in the sense where yeah. give him 15 minutes, go out there, yeah. tear the house down, yeah. be crazy for 15 minutes, exactly. Go home. Um, so my question then, yeah, who do you want to see Jericho defend against first? Hmm. There's like no obvious answer right now. I mean. Cody Rhodes. Maybe? I was kind of thinking either Cody. You got to keep Cody out of it for a while, honestly. That's what I'd think or too. Or Kenny again, but no, Kenny's yeah. going to no, be built back up. No. I mean, this is the problem with AEW so far is they haven't, they don't really have a title picture yet. But also on the other side of that coin is they don't have TV yet either. So yeah. those are kind of going to go hand in hand. You're telling the Kenny story kind of with that main event on or main event, the match on the first TV show, but anybody could run in and. Well, and, and, and maybe for like a, a title defense on a weekly episode, maybe give him Dustin. Yeah, Yo, you, could, you could totally go to that. And, that you would, know, old man versus I don't know, man. man. I honestly don't have an answer for you. What I about, don't know. What about Jericho versus Pentagon one-on-one on one of the TV shows? Yeah, you, yeah, could, you do could do it. You could do it. They've got, they'll build something. I mean, listen, starting October 2nd, they have a a month of TV to build up to that pay-per-view, and yep. I'm sure they'll, they'll, First, they'll, that's they'll what, bring somebody in. Eight hours yeah. of TV. Um, and that is actually where the show ends. Chris Jericho walks up the ramp. I know. We all held our uh, breath waiting for every something. Every single person watching this is holding their breath and uh, nothing, uh, which... which in retrospect, in hindsight, was the perfect call. Yep. Yeah. Uh, because you do you want that title to be the last thing you see. Uh, had I'm going to throw him out there. Had CM Punk or another big name, yep. Moxley type name, John Moxley. That's who Jericho could face. There we there go. You go. Uh, that's perfect. Had yeah. somebody like that showed up and uh, like beat up Chris Jericho or whatever, like the last thing you're going to think about isn't that isn't the title. It's the guy, you know. Right. Uh, so I'm I'm really glad that they did end it there. Uh, Side note: Did you guys see the promo Jericho cut oh, when he was oh, walking around oh, with the microphone? Brilliant. And he was just, he was just re- talking shit to everybody. He said like, people he didn't even know. He was like, "Hey, you fatty, what's your name?" Like just <laughs> idiot, a random guy. Idiot. Everyone yeah. was an idiot. Oh. It was awesome. I lo- he was really like going after the Bucks. Like it, it was great. Uh, so I think Jericho was 
the only reasonable choice, and I think they made the right one. And what'd you give the show as a whole? I give the show uh, an A minus. Okay. I do think coming off of Double or Nothing, uh, I think Double or Nothing was the stronger show, uh, pretty much top to bottom. Yeah, no uh, arguments there. But this is still an A minus show. Like yes, it's, not, it's not a bad show. No, not by any means. Nothing on the show was bad. Some stuff just was less good than. Uh, and and if I look at a double or nothing, I gave two easy five star matches, whereas this one I gave one kind of tougher five star right. match. So I guess by that logic, it's it's kind of an A minus by default. But I went A minus. I also gave it an A minus. I forgot to mention something during the Cracker Barrel match. Joey Janela definitely pulled out a tennis racket because yeah. Jim oh, Cornette yeah. talked so much smack it. and just like looked yeah. at it and threw it behind him. And I thought I thought AEW continues to have great symbolic um, things happen. Storytelling, yeah. yeah. So a minus a minus show. I just want to throw that out there. Um, one thing I also want to point out is I hope they keep Moxley's name kind of down on the DL for a little bit. So when he comes back, it's almost he, like a re debut of sorts. Yeah, out of sight, out of mind. So like he's gone, and then we just forgot about him talking about the title picture, and he's a main eventer. Yeah. So so forget about him. Let's forget about him for a little bit, and hopefully he comes back as a big deal again. He's still gonna be yeah. a big deal no matter what. Oh, but you know yes. what I mean. I'm I I'm totally on board with that too. Um, yeah. So that was that was all out. Oh, that, that Robbie, you got to rate the show. Uh, I'm gonna go B plus. I'm Whoa. Go I mean, that being said, it's still a great show. Yeah. Oh yeah. But uh, they just left a lot to be desired in places where um, their previous shows haven't left a lot to be desired. Um, can I ask you guys a question? Sure. No. Okay. Yeah. I guess. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, so going forward, now we all know October second's the big TV debut. Um. Re- I want you to be realistic. I want you to be as realistic as you can be. Can AEW keep this momentum going once they start having to write uh, two hours of weekly okay. TV? I'm glad you brought that up. I totally forgot about this. But you, how, did you notice they were really shilling those days that aren't sold out? Oh, yeah. And they were talking about, oh, you, yeah. know, you know, tickets sell fast, guys, get them. Well, they sell normally so fast they're sold out within minutes. So yeah. they're still shilling them on TV. That tells me they're not moving those tickets like they usually are. And I truly think the reason why they've been so popular is everyone's been willing to travel to these locations yeah, now to watch they're, them. Now they're going to have to rely on the hometown now, And I don't know if they're going to be able to get, sell out these bigger arenas that they're booking with just hometown audiences. I mean, I'm excited for I'm it. I am excited, and I know that I'm going to like the product, but I'd be lying if I said I wasn't very concerned at yeah. this point. So, I'd be lying if I didn't say that. I think they need another marquee name, definitely, because Moxley, Cody Rhodes, and Jericho are your names. Like, mm-hmm. let's let's be real. On on like a regular basis, how many people know the Young Bucks? Not and, enough. And and if it, I went outside right now and I talk to the first ten people I see, and granted, we live in a hick bunghole town uh, do not go to the first street market because that kid will definitely know That's oh we, we, we already talked to him today uh <laughs> if i went and i pulled 10 random people and i asked them do you know who seth rollins is more of those people are going to say yes than if i asked them if they know who darby allen is you know right, like yeah. not that they're on the same level obviously but you can if you took any wwe wrestler and you asked those 10 to 20 zach people R- zach Ryder compared to kip sabian yeah more pe- people, more people are gonna Ryder. know like they have to um, do they but well they have an, uh, an awesome opportunity we all know yeah. their first couple shows are gonna get bonkers ratings. Right. oh yeah they're gonna get bonkers those ratings. i think that first month of tv it's gonna is look so like, critical it's gonna look them. like attitude era i yeah. mean they're gonna get they're gonna be doubling over yeah. what wwe gets but that's their opportunity to sell they the have stars. to they if they if they sell. don't hit a grand slam and i don't want to sound like dystopian because we are the power of positivity but i truly believe if they don't hit a home run those first four weeks 
I mean, it could get tough fast for them. Um, yeah. So I want to point something out that me and Zach talked about, right? At one point in time, TNA had a very good TV time slot. They had Spike TV at 8 o'clock on like Thursday nights or whatever. That was back when Spike TV meant something to somebody. And they had Sting. They had Jeff Hardy. They had Kurt Angle. They had the Dudley Boys. Christian. Christian. Jeff Jarrett. Along with a bunch of up-and-comers, right? And they could not move the needle. I'm worried about that. I I think the people running AEW, one, have a clue. They're not Dixie Carter. Yeah. Right? But I'm worried to see... They need another couple stars. A CM Punk, obviously. Well, CM Punk, so CM Punk would right help. C- CM Punk would sell out. I every still show think he's going to show up eventually. He, I really hope so. I mean, watching that Starcast interview, he seemed the happiest I've he seen like him. He's grown up, and he seemed yeah. way more open to coming back than he has. Well, yeah, he, literally he, said he was open. Just give yeah. me a call, whoever he, he it is. He even said if Vince and Triple H called I would him, not he would talk to not them. not talk to yeah. him. Yeah. I think that they... That, Stark that, contrast from three or four years ago. And I think there's a couple things with TNA that always held them back. I think Dixie Carter was a big piece of that puzzle. Yes. I think... I mean, and as silly as this sounds, the buildings they ran in didn't help because no. when you look like an indie, people are going to treat you like an indie. And when you're running uh, arenas with a thousand people, yeah, you're kind of asking for people to not take you seriously. Right. And I think the third thing is it was a different time. After that Attitude Era ended, and after WCW ended, the demand for wrestling was so was low. Yeah. Whereas right now, you're, it, it's granted it's a smaller community, but they want another option no, so bad. Wrestling is very cool right now. Yeah, I it's getting cool. Friends of mine who used to mock me for liking wrestling now like, during you, the uh, dark yeah. ages of like 2008, 2009, who are now like, hey, have you been yeah. watching this New Japan actually, thing? Actually, that kind of reminds me. My roommate Mark has always been. I'm somebody, really glad you brought this up. Is somebody who is always makes fun of it. Shit right? on wrestling. He shits on wrestling, and he he says stupid stuff about it. We like, had an over an hour conversation about AEW. Mark and I did last night. Yeah, and Mark. He sat, is into AEW. He sat right where Zach's sitting when me and Spencer were watching it, and he was watching it, and he's sitting there, and he's like, "Wow, I really like this." Yeah. So that he's the case study. If they can get people like Mark. Who's and not even people like Mark because Mark's a non-fan. If you can get that casual fan hooked on the product, and the in-ring product is there, it's just I'm so you guys. I'm so excited. I'm scared. I have. I'm inter- I, I just yeah. can't wait for them to hit TV. I have one more case study. Yeah. My cousins, they haven't kept up from Robbie. When was the last time that they probably watched an actual pay-per-view? Um, it's been years and years for them. And they're both super interested in AEW. Granted, neither one of them ever pick up their phone to talk about it and never come over to watch it. But Aaron and Alex, if you're listening. They both talk about it. They're both interested. Aaron especially. Like When I talk to him, he is so into the idea of AEW. And if you can get these old fans back on the ship... That's a big part of it. That's going to be a big part of it. I I feel like that's what they're kind of going for. Yeah. Let's face it. So many people have their, their heels dug in, as we were talking about earlier, about being with one brand or the other, which is so stupid. Yeah. You're going to have to open your mind. I think, I mean, (sighs) I feel like on this day and age, we've seen that digging your heels in and being on just one bandwagon. And I know we're going long, but I hope people are still listening because this is a fun conversation and I want to keep having it for a few minutes here. Um, Honestly, I, the first month is a gimme. They'll beat NXT in the ratings the first month after that. Do you think they're going to consistently beat NXT? I'm kind of curious to see what they're going to do with two hours in NXT. Yeah, me too. I, yeah, that's I mean, that's a whole of, other story. A lot there. of what NXT was was knowing that it was so far off the radar, they yeah. could kind of do whatever they yeah. wanted with it. Well, and guys are going to have to be working more than they're used to now. So the match more. quality, and this is something for AEW too. 
the match quality is going to have to dip a little bit. Because oh, yeah. when you're working every single week, you can't you can't, you can't save your body. To the floor. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, but, that's another interesting wrinkle in this. What but NXT was. I mean, they use guys who have no experience yeah. there, and you can't do that. I mean, we watched Velveteen Dream go from somebody who was kind of laughed the edges, out of the building, yeah, to you know one of the best guys on the roster yeah. now. But it took time. It's no longer a developmental territory. It now. It's the third brand you know, now. Yeah, which is. I do. One more thing I want to throw in about AEW. Yeah, please. Is Cody, the this. Bucks, Omega, these guys, they are, and Jericho too, Jericho mainly, but these guys are marketing geniuses above their years, right? Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. They were able to get their shirts and Hot Topic selling more than WWE shirts. So if I were to pick one group of guys to lead a new I company, could do it. it would be these guys along with Chris Jericho. They understand social media. More than you or I ever will, and I'm be- I am becoming a social. You media are becoming genius. a social media genius, but they are on another level with that. And we live in a time where social media is important. social media is driving everything we do. Almost I want to remind you, people, you can find me at no major social media platform. I was going to say, except Robbie, except over here. over here on MySpace, and he's you still an AEW guy. So <laughs> yeah. I mean, like it's come, it's it's breaking through to people. I just. I'd be lying if I said it didn't have concerns, but I'm going to I'm gonna choose to be positive and say that AEW will be around for years to come. I just want both these companies, all these companies, Dude, Impact, succeed. Ring of Honor, New Japan, WWE, everybody thrive for a Ring long, of Honor's long got time. A, Ring of Honor has to figure something Holy out moly. sooner rather than later because I went to that show in Kent and uh, I there was like 400 people there. That's better than they're getting over there in the East Coast yeah, right now. Yeah, so... Uh, uh, that being said, next week we don't know what we're doing next. So week. right so now, go vote un- on the poll. Unforgiven, two thousand and one is leading the poll, and that's probably what we're going to be doing because it is leading the poll on Twitter by a lot. Yeah. So uh, what's, the, me, yeah, what's that, that card shows. look like? Kyle? I'll, I'll give you the card for what's probably going to be the show. We got a four way elimination tag team match between the Dudley Boys, Big Show and Spike Dudley, the Hurricane and Lance Storm. I have the Storm. And, oh, also Hurricane people in Florida. I hope you guys are doing all right. Um, and the Hardy Boys. Perry Saturn versus Raven, Christian versus Edge, the Brothers of Destruction versus Chronic in what is a very bad match. Uh, RVD versus Chris I, I don't Chris remember Jericho. Chronic ever being in WWE. That's why. Can, uh, the Rock we'll versus Booker T and the Best in the World Shane McMahon in a handicap match. Rhino versus Tajiri and Kurt Angle versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. I got a bad feeling oh, about this man. card. This is, but we need we need a bad show. We haven't looked at a bad so show. And that we've been that's back. winning the poll right now. Um. In Your House Mind Games and In Your House Mind Games that's my show and I I gotta sell it a little bit isn't it Mind Games the one with uh, Shawn Michaels Michaels and Mankind and then a classic favorite match of all time Uh then I picked Breaking Point 2009 because we're we're, we're picking a show from a September so if you guys like that format by the way we're we're trying to do more relevant shows and having you guys pick help us pick the shows so we'll probably do like so next month, look for the October poll to come up. So we'll probably, Which we'll probably be doing do some it. Halloween Havoc stuff. Of course. Oh, man. So, so uh, yeah, vote. Uh, keep listening. Uh, keep supporting us. And keep calling in with voicemails. We love every single one of you. Buy, buy some merch, you yeah, know? I hate merch. to ask you to do more stuff. Buy some merch. Leave a voicemail. From now, we'll do the Too Sweet Salute. And we'll see you next week. Too Sweet. And Luke will be back next week after missing the important, most important show. What a loser.